Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Aisha Tyler. You're listening to the Below the Belt Show. Uh, I am, uh, you may know me from uh, Talk Soup because you're a thousand years old and that was the last time you watched TV. Or you can always move on to it anyway. Or my podcast, The One Guy. Or the show Archer on FX. Or the talk on CBS. Uh, I have a brand new book out. It's called uh, Self-Inflicted Wounds. It's brilliant. It was a New York Times bestseller. Why haven't you bought it yet? What's wrong with you? Uh, come check me out this weekend at the Baltimore Comedy Factory, August 2nd and 3rd, in the beautiful, beautiful city of Baltimore, where I'm going to be doing jokes and uh, taking names and eating crab cakes the size of infant's craniums. See you there. The Below the Belt Show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. That's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB, Below the Belt in the Mother Effin' House. I'm your host, Al Soto. Oh, man. Back from New York, guys. An exhausting three days. Um, fun. Some not-so-fun parts, uh, but overall, I had a great time, and I'm back, guys. For your weekly pleasure, as we always do on BTB. So let's go ahead and introduce, starting with the room. He is... The king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. What's going on? Good to have you back, Chachi McFly. Good to see you, buddy. Always a pleasure. 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 And let's go ahead and introduce, that's right, she is cosplayer extraordinaire. <laughs> the lovely Latina, the one and only Ana B. Como estas? Bien, y tú. <laughs> uh, muy bien, muy bien. Good to have you yeah. back on Below the Belt Show. And being on this plane, the three of us here, I'm not so um, upset with Anna taking the middle seat. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that plane is being flown by none other than, ladies and gentlemen, he is former United States Marine Corps. He is the Captain Big Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Thank you for flying Air BT. Ah, fuck, I fucked that up. It, it, <laughs> Thank you for flying Air BTB. We're going to crash. We're all going <laughs> to fucking die. I got to go take a I shit. Pi- I pi- I pilot- <laughs> our pilot's been drinking on the job. Imagine being flown on a plane with a drunken pilot. Fucking that would have been really bad. <laughs> Nonetheless, we're all going to fucking die. <laughs> Nonetheless, Big Nick, good to have you on BTB. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully this is not a preamble to what's coming. Yeah, later. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we have good to see we, you. It's good, good to have everybody back, guys. Um, just really quick, I just just a little 
little synopsis of of New York, man. Um, it was good to get to the back to the big city, man. It, it's kind of surreal seeing Times Square kind of a ghost town still. Yeah. Uh, but New York is starting to slowly, slowly get back to some normalcy. Indoor dining had just opened literally two weeks before I arrived. Wow. So I was able to uh, enjoy some establishments, which was great. Well, that's um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went to a really cool bar in Brooklyn that had a viewing party of the Golden Globe Awards, which is really cool. Cool. They had um, bingo, uh, uh, Golden Globe themed bingo. Mm. So you mark off um, things that occurred on the show, whether it's a presenter flubs a line. Uh, okay. Um, if it's an actor that won from a particular TV show or movie, you get to cross that out. Mm-hmm. Um, if the music cue came on, if there were you know, their, their speech was going on too long. You know, the music cues, if that happens, you cross just different things like that. No, sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like yeah. a lot of work for the person. But there's a lot of concentration when drinking yes. is on the menu. Yeah. So during commercial breaks, they would kind of do a summary. Okay. Cross this, cross that. Okay. I, they had, tell one you more, cross off. I had one more freaking square and I was so bummed because both for the bingo, also because I was like really wanting this show to win. It was Ozark. I had a Ozark square. That did not get fucking called the entire awards, oh, and I would have won. Yeah, Oz- Ozark wasn't going to get it this year. They didn't get any. They, they got nominations, but they didn't get a winner. The key was to get the winner, so I had the Ozark square staring at my face. We think they're yeah. waiting for the final season to give awards. That might be the case for the final yeah. season. Most but, but because there weren't that many people there, I guess due to maybe people still have COVID phobia, whatever, there was still gift bags from Sagamore Rye, so that was cool. What was the cool. award to win the bingo? Yeah, what'd you get? The, what, oh, um, what was the, the winner? The, 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 the grand prize, if you won bingo, yeah. was dinner for two at Park Life, which is the, the venue, the restaurant bar. Okay, where it plays, cool. Yeah, dinner for two. So, oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I would have won that, but no, I was happy to get that little gift bag. It had um. The um, incredible, hard-to-get bottle of hand sanitizer. Uh-huh. <laughs> it had a uh, Sagamore Rye t-shirt. Um, one of those um, vases, you know, that you can um, pour your rosé into or your whiskey oh. into. Okay. Um, yeah, a couple little, like, useless things. Nothing that's driving real cool nonetheless. Um, also got to check out with... Uh, Jessica Ray, she's a New York um, correspondent for Click on This, the cool. uh, Metropolitan Museum of Art, the Met, up in New York. Some great art. It was good. I haven't been there in like maybe 15, 18 years or so. Yeah, and just when, you were, when you were three? When exactly. There? Thank you. How'd you know, man? Oh, man. <laughs> um, just I don't all... remember anything then. It's an amazing, it's an amazing museum. I mean... You got Van Gogh, you got Monet, you got um, uh, Salvador Dali, and then you have like a Game of Thrones section with uh, Knights of Armor from from uh, the medieval period. Um, so they kind of encompass everything in one huge gigantic museum. Um, that was really cool. Um, and then you know I, I primarily went there for a gig. I was there for a television show which I cannot mention. Mm. Um, but uh, I will talk about it when I can on Below the Belt Show, but it potentially could be really, really awesome. So I guess that's really all I can say right now on the air. Um, I'm just happy to be there. I'm um, happy to be on set. Um, I think I can mention that I interacted with one of the leads on that TV yeah. show. You were just your charming self. 
Yes, yeah. thank you. Interacted on camera. Obviously, you know, I always try to talk to people. You know, just yeah, you, are, oh, yeah. you are a bit of a chatty cat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, honestly, it was one of my most... Uh, it was a very memorable and, and what, probably maybe one of my favorite... I've had a lot, but one of my favorite times on set, man. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, but the worst part, the horrible part, guys, which I... Man, tell you. Uh, first of all, Megabus needs to start getting um more trips um mm-hmm. because i love megabus i never had an issue on megabus greyhound has the dregs of society on him yeah yeah it, that's it literally a horrible horrible experience and of course <laughs> you might be wondering why i didn't drive it costs like 60 dollars a night to park in manhattan and yeah. for there for three nights you know that's 180 dollars it's hard to park a limo it's hard to park a limo it. you probably could have taken an uber <laughs> yeah. I, I think the Uber is probably like two hundred fifty dollars, probably. So I opted to take the bus. You know, next time you go, download an app called Parking Panda. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, because I so the last time I was in New York, which was like I don't know five years ago, something like that, a long time ago. Um, we found parking near Times Square for twelve bucks a night. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Good to know. Parking. But- Get that I'll shit. tell you guys what made it so horrible. There, um, um, for lack of a better word, trailer park trash um, that 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 did not wear masks um, were coughing um, on that fucking bus in close proximity. They don't. It's not like was an airline like, where they was it all in the like open seat. mouth with no. It was like <laughs> you know, like I didn't even want to bother to turn my head to you know. Uh, and the the thing was that particular person was not close to me. I was pissed, but what pissed me off was a woman that moved into my chair that we got in an argument because she, she couldn't breathe properly. <laughs> if she had the mask, I caught her with her mask off. This deplorable, nasty woman, and started to get in an argument with me about it and, um, and started getting delusional and saying, oh, I'm going to file a police report against you. You're harassing me. Harassing me. And then it's like, what the fuck are you really? talking about, woman? Wow. Yes. This is where we are now. Yes, I'm going to ask you, I'm just telling you, you'll fucking wear your mask. So she moves up to the front, and... and Oh, that's good. At least she got away from you. Moves to the front, and then the people in front of the bus are complaining about this woman. And the driver of the bus is complaining about this fucking woman. Um, So so it sounds to me she was holding this bus hostage with her bullshit. Right. She was causing... A homeless man masturbating up and down the aisle. And mind you, there are other people on the fucking bus. They just weren't... Yeah. causing a commotion and raising their voice yeah they were be, they were just like i'm not getting involved with this crazy that'd be bitch. the premise of speed doing. three yeah yeah woman <laughs> no mask on yeah nonetheless yeah. and she was cursing at me i cursed her back it was it was unbelievable it was a horrible experience people um, fucking suck man you wonder why i'm such a homebody now <laughs> <laughs> i mean i hate the bus yeah. like every time i go on the bus it doesn't matter like if you go at night like, like you go like at midnight and you want to go yep. home in, in, the, yep. in the dark and quiet. Every single time I get on the bus, there's always like the one person in the, the double decker mega bus. One, the one person on my level will sit next to me and have to read a book with the light on. The yeah. big old spotlight above them. You just you just want to sleep. Yeah, I the guess. one person on the whole bus. And then before like some woman was having a whole conversation, well, multiple conversations on her phone. Like her cousin Ray Ray um, got, um, and it was probably uh, like on speaker, and she was just holding it out it like this. It was on speaker, but I right. heard side of the conversation, and she called every single person she knew about Ray Ray getting locked up, and mm-hmm. it went on for like I swear to God an hour 
with her talking about Ray Ray. I was so pissed. And it's like it's uh, like it's like midnight and you're tired and, and you spent the whole day in New York and you're just living sleep. It's given Alex. And, right? that, and now we know about Ray Ray. Yeah, I knew all about Ray Ray. I you knew about criminal history. It was the worst. <laughs> the entire rap sheet just because of that conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the dregs of society are on Greyhound. Um, I really hope Mega. The, the, the problem was Megabus did not have many late um, return um, trips. I think limiting their trips due to COVID because they used to have late evening. Exciting, huh? like every hour on the hour, it felt like. You yeah, yeah. The, the last one was time. The last one was 6 p.m. I don't. When you're on set of a of a film or TV show, you, you don't know how long your day is. You know. Yeah, risk yeah. It. My, my day happens to be a minute man. Like you're literally on call at the last second. I'm like, yo, get on here. Yeah, and uh, luckily it was a, a roughly eight hour day. It didn't go over, but you know, I just wanted to be sure. So, anyways, guys, that's there my rant. Sponsorship of um with Greyhound. Now. Greyhound. <laughs> <our show>. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're gonna write a strongly worded letter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. This is just again. The, the, you call them the Spirit Airlines of. Uh, they're the spirit airlines of buses, okay. man. Yeah. Like like what I was saying, fucking Greyhound buses where the people on the no-fly list go to travel. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the, the redneck couple were going to Florida from New yeah. Jersey. So that's, there you go. There is your – they won't even fly. So. You, know what well, the, you know what I use for those types of people now? I don't call them white trash anymore. I just call them garbage humans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a PC term. That's a little bit more PC so, term. Garbage Americans. Yeah. So I feel Right. Yeah. But, uh, nonetheless, guys. So let's, let's not talk about deplorable yeah. humans anymore. Let's talk about we, the tippy, tippy top. <laughs> we got a great show from the top to the bottom. Yes, yeah. the tippy tippy top to the rock rock bottom. Um, so, yes, um, we meant to have um, this amazing triple threat on our show a few weeks ago. Um, things got a little. Uh, let's just say that she had to reschedule. Um, but she's here tonight, guys. She's an amazing friend. Um, she is super talented, singer, DJ, actress. She's a voice actress on Trolls Topia, guys. Um, if you love the Trolls movie, it's a um, it's a spinoff series uh, with Trolls characters on Hulu and on Peacock. Season two is going to be dropping in March, I believe. Um, we will confirm that. I'm not sure, but I think so. It's definitely coming out this year, season two of Trollstopia. She voices the character of Val Thundershock. She's the rock and roll troll. Lauren Mayhew, guys, she's amazing. Um, and she's got a brand new music video called Boys. Um, pretty fun video. Um, a lot of a lot of pretty girls in that video. She, <laughs> she's also done some voice work for uh, a very popular video game. Oh, that there, Red, there you go. Red Nick. Dead Redemption Two. So we'll Lauren, have to talk about that. Oh, really? Later. Yeah. Well, Lauren Mayhew uh, mm-hmm. will be on BTB, guys. So um, excited to have her back. She's multiple time below the belt show guest. Just hasn't been on in a minute. She's got a new single out, also called "Going Out," which I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to when things get normal. 
Um, and uh, yeah, it's just going to be um incredible show. Um, but yeah, let's let's man, there's so much to talk about, guys. So much going on in the world of entertainment. So uh, shall we uh, shall we dip right into it, man? Right. Let us begin. Yes, let's take, let let's us... take our time. We don't <laughs> want to rush into it. Yeah, we don't want to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I want to talk about the weather. How's the weather today, guys? <laughs> nice the weather, like nice and warm today. I know, I know, yeah. I know. I get it, I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, we mentioned last week, yeah, uh, that New York is slowly opening. Theaters uh, are going to be opened in March, uh, March fifth. That's actually this Friday. Um, Tenet uh, will be finally showing in New York City. It's funny because this movie's been out Tenet, forever. Really. Yeah, the movie's been out forever everywhere else, but Tenet's going to get another theatrical run in New York City. Don't tell me he's playing those fucking crudes. Yeah. We're still, like, number one after, like, 85 <laughs> weeks in the box office. We're straight at the bottom of the movie barrel, man. I mean, yeah, how are movie theaters still, still open going. right yeah. now? Crudes is finally the number two movie, Chachi. Wow. Um, um, can you believe it? Because Tom and Jerry is the oh, new Jerry. king of the box office. That's right. As you know, they had that simultaneous drop on HBO Max and the theaters. Um, and, wow, uh, pretty pretty big number, Chuck. 13.7 million. That's huge for... Um, that's actually pretty big. COVID, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for the COVID era? Yeah, not bad, right? Yeah, it's okay. 13.7 for the weekend. Um, Tom and Jerry at the box office. That's pretty that. good. That. It was... It was a cute movie. I watched what it on HBO Max. I did not watch it in the theater. Did you? Yeah, I mean, it's on HBO Max. So I'll go to the theater. Yeah, why the fuck would you <laughs> want to leave your house and deal with yeah. that? For, no, Wonder Woman 1984 is different. because you I see Tom and Jerry in, like, the surround sound. And nah, like, nah, not Tom and know, Jerry. The, I don't think that's a movie. Dolby Digital and the shaking seats. When, when, you got to go top tier with Tom and Jerry. Jerry hits top Tom over the head. You got to feel your seat shaking. <laughs> I, I don't feel like that. In your chest. When it goes funk, right? You got to. It was fun, you know. Chloe Grace Moretz, she's adorable. She's a great actress. Yeah, she's really cute. Yeah, she, she did a fantastic job. I mean, but yes, Cruise number two, Little Things number three, Wonder Woman 1984 still at the box office number four. <laughs> My goodness. So, well, four out of four, out of four movies that are out. Yeah, and and the mark <laughs> number five. So, interestingly enough. Um, so uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is no longer in HBO Max, so I think that's still keeping it yeah. um, at the tops of box office. So you get because... brand new people being disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> getting to watch Wonder Woman rape a guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that... We have talked about this on the show. This is true. This is true. That is the yeah. <laughs> I'm on that hill. And if you notice, Wonder Woman did not get canceled, guys. What's up That's with that? That's true. I got a lot of canceled uh, news, but I'm going to save that for a little later, guys. Um, it's a permanent segment on our show now. Yes, the cancel. You're, 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 right. you're absolutely right. There is someone getting canceled you know, we every call week. It. We gotta call yeah. it Al's cancel corner. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll we'll get into the cancel corner a little later. I feel bad for Alamo Draft House. Uh, they filed for Chapter Eleven uh, bankruptcy. Oh damn. Um. Yeah. I mean, they were. That's a great concept, you know. A brewery, a uh, restaurant meets uh, a theater chain. Um, I thought, you know, um, I've been, I've been to the 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 one in Ashburn. I'm sure you've been yeah. on, right? I have too. Yeah, um, yeah. Sad, sad, sad to say, but you know, hopefully, you know, Chapter Eleven doesn't necessarily mean they're 
you know, gone for good. Just, you know, they definitely have some struggles ahead of them. That's for sure. You know, how many movies have even been out for them to um, even show, you know, since they've been open? Yeah, exactly. Dude, this trailer looks dope. Coming to theaters soon. Ty Sheridan um, and uh, Lily Rose Depp, as you know, is Johnny Depp's daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, Colin Farrell are in a sci-fi film uh, where Ty Sheridan Sheridan discovers that experimenting with sex, drugs, club bangers, and a man's most primitive urges is even more exciting than exploring the reaches of outer space. <laughs> what a tagline! Wow. Huh, true. <laughs> I, you know, the perseverance on Mars is pretty exciting, but you know, sex, drugs, and and all thing is. <laughs> It could be a toss up. It could be a toss up. It could be a toss up. I've never been to Mars, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Might be better on Mars. I don't know. It might be, guys. So uh, I don't know. Um, Just got to deal with robots. Anyone see the trailer? (laughs) It's pretty cool. I want to now. Yeah. so, um, news, Chachi, you sent me this, um, it might've happened like right after we wrapped, um, last week's show, but Warner Brothers and J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot are planning a reboot Superman film being set up as a black Superman. It was only okay. a matter of time. And, so, and I, was, I was shocked, really. So I'm shocked, but yeah. reading no, no, this I'm article, shocked. Yeah, shocked. but no, hold on, reading the article a little more, it was, was said that... If he, was fucking Irish, if he was Irish, I'd be shocked. Like an Irish uh-huh. man, I'd be shocked. If he had like a kill, I'd be fucking shocked then. You'd be shocked with that too. Okay. Yeah. No, because no, he, would, he, would, be he wouldn't yeah. technically be an alien then, but because he's Irish, right? But, yeah. well, he could have, the alien could have landed in Ireland, but nonetheless. Anyways. That's neither here nor there. You got red hair and Krypton, I'm sure. Okay. If you, can be, so, if you can be black and Krypton, you got red hair. Okay, so this is why I wasn't as like shocked <laughs> or maybe even like, oh my God, woke again. The Superman comic book had a black hero um, whose name was Calvin Ellis, mm-hmm. okay? Not Clark Kent. So if this is a completely different character, maybe even a different universe, I'm okay with it. Um, where I may, may be like, oh, really? If it is indeed Clark Kent and they're just rewriting right, right. for and, and then want to be woke um, for the sake of Superman. I mean... He calls himself Superman, oh, I, too? It's, yeah. The character is Superman. Um, he called himself Superman. The, in the and the, the incognito name is Calvin Ellis. What do, what do you guys think? I, I mean, obviously, this is, you know, um, are, we, are we tiptoeing in, in dangerous territory? We're, on this, or? We've kind of, but here's the thing. It's not really tiptoeing anymore. They're kind of swimming in the deep end with what they already have been doing. So it's just another notch in the belt, in my opinion. Like I, I saw this coming a million miles away. Of course, they're going to have a black Superman because, well, on one hand, why not? Representation matters. Let's exactly. let it does matter. Let the little black kids have a Superman. That's cool. That sounded really racist. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was fine. Yeah. That was completely yeah. fine. Yeah, no, no I mean, so there's the representation no side of it. Cool. You know, it's a totally. Well, think of it like this, right? So when we were kids and the, and movies that came out specifically for us, naturally the parents are going to roll their eyes about it. Whatever the theme was 20 years ago, 30 right. years ago for some of you old fucks. Um, I'm kidding. 
Um, so, I mean, this is just that the generation's kid movies and they're all superhero movies and they're meant for kids. And I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling, but no, that, that's completely sure. fair, completely fair. And, and we are seeing more and more of it, of course. I mean, yeah. we mentioned well, I last week, kicking kick the dead horse. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But we mentioned last week, there's going to be a Latina, a Latina Supergirl. Um, but the only thing is, um, we do have Henry Cavill already in the DCEU. Um, so, and he's already agreed to be in more Superman movies. So, okay. you know, um, see, you know, Disney, I mean, I mean, we'll see DC, what happens, you know, we'll Disney has no fucking idea what they're doing. They have no idea. Yeah. Like they can't get it together. Like why can't you stick through certain stuff? Like you're like, yeah. okay, let's have, let's have three Jokers and 14 Batmans. And now we're going to have like every color Superman, like just stick to, I mean, it's like they have ADD or something. I don't know what it is. With DC, I mean Marvel <laughs> can have WandaVision. They're tying together shit that I only know about from comic books from like the um, 90s, right? And they're making it all make sense. And DC can't even like make the the top level stuff make sense, you know? Oh yeah. I mean yeah. I mean have right. this have this new guy. I mean does it have to be Superman? Can it be like another super another name for well, his? It, um, it could be. It could be. It could be, it could be from a different universe. I would oh, be okay uh, with that. universes. Alternate universe still from Krypton? because then. Because then you know, like Spider Man also has multi universes too. So yeah, but that was they, they could go multiverse. They could go multiverse with it. That'd be good. Well, they can't even get the one verse right, and they're gonna do yeah. multiverses. <laughs> like, yeah. like stick to one verse until you get it down pat, you know, and, you want, and then do other you, verses. You want to alleviate confusion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I, um, I get it. I, mean, I think it would be cool to have like, <laughs> you know, two people from Krypton like fighting like, um, you know, side by side or whatever, or even they go against each other. But don't have like two Supermen, like you know, like yeah, makes sense. yeah. Well, you know, we, we got already Lois and Clark's um, Superman as well, and that actually just got renewed for season two. A lot of, a lot of my peers have been saying positive things about. It. Has anyone seen yeah, Lois heard, and Clark? Uh, sorry, I, I Superman and Lois on the, on, CW. Uh, on the CW DC verse. A while you ago. have. I got okay. a little too overwhelmed with okay all the shows to keep up with, so I'm just like, okay, cool. You guys do you. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on, guys. Uh, so the Pinocchio live-action film um, is going to go into production soon. They just cast Cynthia Erivo, who was uh, um, a great actress, guys, um, and uh, she is going to be playing the Blue Fairy, um, the magical okay. being who fulfills Geppetto's wish and transforms Pinocchio into a real boy. Okie dokie. So, so, um, yeah. who's, Pinoc- who's Pinocchio in this? Pinocchio. I think it's Will Smith's son. Isn't Jaden Smith? No, no, no. Well, um, well, okay. So Benjamin <laughs> Evan Ainsworth is voicing the title character of Pinocchio. Okay. Joseph Gordon Lovett is the voice of Jiminy Cricket. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> okay. Keegan Michael Key is the voice of Honest John. Lorraine. Bracco is the voice of Sophia the uh, the seagull. Sophia the seagull, that's a new yeah, one. Sophia the so- seagull, yep. She's gonna was have she in the first... cartoon. So that was uh, what's uh, what's her name from the Sopranos? So homegirl. So we're gonna have a seagull with a Jersey accent. That's cool. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's. I mean, it's live action, but still with some animated aspects. I guess. Yeah. Actually, the puppet was. will be 
probably CGI until it becomes yeah. a boy. Oh yeah, and of course like, the same way Breeding the Beast was as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, they're for, not going to they're not going to go yes. full blown Roberto Benigni with it. Yeah, like right. poor Pinocchio. I mean, he got he got like a you know raw deal. Like the only thing that grows when he lies is his nose. I mean that sucks for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Oh, I mean, I guess for the way guys lie, you know, it would it would have been too much. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, walk, so, around, walk around with a flagpole. Right, <laughs> right. Definitely, um, definitely wood going on, right? Um, so. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, um, as you know, they, they um, have a live-action movie coming out with Regé Jean Page um, from Bridgerton, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez. We already said that before. But Hugh Grant has actually been cast as the main antagonist mm-hmm. in this big-budget feature of um, of the popular um, okay. yeah, role-playing okay. game. Yeah. Okie dokie, then. Don't say, so, um, don't say popular like it's... <laughs> okay, I mean, well, I mean, it's, it's been around. It has yeah. you know, It's been around for a while. I'm, I'd well, say it's it's fairly uh, not... It, it's, it's not a bad thing to play D&D anymore. anymore you know, nerd, right. nerd culture has definitely endured, and it is definitely... Yes, it has. Right, I mean, especially when you're getting uh, Hugh Grant. You said it's Hugh Grant, you said? Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant. Yeah, and the yeah. Dungeons & Dragons movie. I mean, those, they would have stayed yeah. so far away from this. And it would have been the lowest budget movie if it came out like back well, when Dungeons and Dragons were actually popular. Yeah, I see it coming a mile away. I know what they're planning to do. They're trying to make a D&D cinematic universe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Fucking Hugh Grant's trying to cash in on the new cash cow. Watch. Okay. You can't blame somebody that wants to join, you know, something of that caliber, you know? Oh, absolutely not. No? Fuck, I'd be on just, board. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. That, that, so I'm I, just saying. I disagree with Chacha. I think, it, I think it would still... Um, Joins Dungeons and Dragons. I think I think a lot of yeah. people just want to be a part of a big franchise. No, no, I'll go see franchise. it. Definitely. I'm no, saying. no, you you said Hugh Grant would have never done it years ago, but no. I think it. No, he wouldn't have done it like back in the eighties. Like I mean, yeah, I was gonna say nineties Hugh Grant probably wouldn't have done a nineties Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Yeah. okay like but, I said it would, it would have been low budget. It would have been like yeah. the Mortal Kombat movies type of movies that came. It out. It would have been like the nineties Dragons movie that came out in the nineties. Okay. Basically, fucking. Xena Warrior Princess, but with uh, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. Nowadays, like the nerd culture is so in that you know now these um, bigger names are, are jumping on these movies that they never would have in the past. Yeah, right. because it's a billion dollar. There's money in in nerdy things. Oh yeah. Do you um, play Dungeons and Dragons, Anna? No, I didn't, but I had no. friends that did. Yeah. Are they still your friends? Yeah, they're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so the Hello Kitty uh, movie has its director. Hello Kitty movie, guys. Okay. We were See, really before, going out. Yeah, yes. before the Angry Birds movie came out, I would have been like, Hello Kitty. How are they going to make that into a movie? <laughs> yeah. But after the Angry Birds movie and the Emoji movie mm-hmm. and the Trolls movie, and you're okay. seeing the, the Uno movie coming out. The what? Uno. Uno. A movie about a card. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> this will be animated live action hybrid. All right. This um, Hello Kitty, but oh Jennifer Coyle and Leo Matsuda um, will be directing the film. So something okay. to look forward to. That's gonna make some big money. I'm telling you that much. I'm sure it will, man. You know, Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Internationally. It'll make a billion dollars in Japan alone. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. On the first night. Yeah. Um, upcoming movies in production. Let's see. Alec Baldwin. 
is going to be in an action movie. I haven't seen Alec Baldwin in an action movie in a while. I mean, he's known for 30 Rock and impersonating Donald Trump. I feel like the last <laughs> but, uh, the last action movie I saw him in was um, the remake of The Getaway. Yeah. Him and Basinger back in the 90s. Right, exactly. That's what I'm yeah, surprised What kind of action it. can you do nowadays? Like, get out of a chair? Exactly. Yeah. Home <laughs> yeah, faster than me now. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, the movie's called Supercell, if you're curious. Okay. Uh, follows William, a good-hearted teenager, wanting to follow in his father's footsteps. Um, and um, his father's legacy has been turned into a st- storm-chasing tourist business run by the greedy and reckless Zane, Zane Rogers, played by Alec Baldwin. Wait until you find out his father called him a fat pig. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I love that cat in the background. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Hey, buddy. <laughs> How you doing? Just hanging out at Sprinkles. Aww. I honestly I didn't even realize he was there. <laughs> just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he, yeah he loves He's, the Skype. Yeah, yeah he does. He, he, he crashes this. He crashes this party regularly. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit of an attention hog. You gotta <laughs> love it. An attention Sprinkles. Well, cat technically. Attention cat technically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not a hog. But... Uh, yeah. Well, he is kind of. He is a little fat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What else do we have in great movie news coming up? Um, oh, we've had Alicia, um, we've had uh, Aisha Tyler on Below the Belt show a while back. Oh man, um, really? Yeah, yeah. I know, right? That's that's a banger, man. I missed a good Isn't one. Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah. So we we, we we got to we got to have her back. But she's got a new movie um, called Silent John. It's a psychological thriller um, okay. that we'll be uh, filming this summer. And um, something to look out for. Um, let's see what else we got. Lena Dunham, rap production in Los Angeles on a film. Um, right. and it's her first film. So, as you know, she's done you know, Girls on HBO. But mm-hmm. um, her she? first. Yeah, yeah. I but it's first. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was in HBO's Girls. Sorry. Oh, okay. Specific. Yeah. Uh, did you ever watch Girls? No. No. Mm. Yeah. So, Anna, Anna, did you watch Girls? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it was Lena Dunham getting naked Adam, like, almost every week. <laughs> yeah. Adam Driver. And Adam Driver's first project, almost. Yeah. yeah. That's did where he got naked started. too. Uh huh. I don't know if he got naked, but I knew Lena Dunham got naked. I mean, there was a lot of. I know there's a lot of sex scenes in it. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a lot of naked Lena Dunham. <laughs> so it wouldn't surprise me if. Mm-hmm. Never yeah, mind. well, it's it's about female sexuality, so she's sticking sure. with that theme. So, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the story is incredible to her, and a continuation of her career-long mission to create a free dialogue around the complexities of human sexual sexuality. Okay, so she's sticking in her um wheelhouse, I guess. Sticking to her guns. Okay. Yeah. Um, and of course, March is, I believe, um, um, Women's Month, isn't it? This Women's month? History Month, yes. Women's History Month, yes. yes. I haven't even started celebrating <laughs> yet. What's today's date? Uh, March 3rd. 3rd. I've yeah. celebrating. So, just in time for uh, Women's History Month, Patricia Clarkson will be. I celebrate a... you, Anna. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Uh, <laughs> Patricia Clarkson is set to start uh, as a political advocate in women's rights icon Lily Ledbetter in uh, the new film called Lily. So, um, 
a biopic. Right. So Ledbetter was uh, the person who uh, fought to end gender-based discrimination that led women to be paid less than men, um, a fight that continues to this day, as you know. Um, sure. So, um, yeah, so I think that's a, you know, a good announcement to make during that time for, for this uh, Women's History Month. Uh, what else? Um, look at all these former... 90s 80s stars in a movie um rob schneider dolph lundgren nicholas torturo um jennifer love hewitt keith Is david the, and eric roberts four yes it's, <laughs> it's a live action feature um it's <laughs> it's called pups alone okay yeah um you say is it called retirement home Ralph Lundgren kind of had a resurgence, right? You know, and Creed. He bounced and, back a little bit, but you know yeah. what? He's got a PhD. He didn't have to worry about much. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds like a movie I'd make. Right? Country. Because it has a lot of. I mean, who doesn't love Jennifer Love Hewitt, too? Yeah. I mean, she's in it, but. um. Oh, yeah. Well, it, yeah. She hasn't done anything in a while, has she? Well, she's on the TV show 911. Oh, she's the one that answers 911. What's your emergency? Oh, okay. I've never watched 911. Yeah. Okay. Continue. But, but, well, no, I mean, Rob Schneider um, is uh, voicing a character, I guess, but I guess he must have a, he must be voicing the pup because the movie's called Pups Alone. And I guess everyone's, you know, (laughs) I don't know. Whatever, guys. Gotta make a movie for their kids, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Over on Disney Plus. So, um, yes, Game of Thrones star or, alumnus and Dira Varma she was actually one of the sand snakes the mother of the sand snake sisters oh yeah yeah oh she's a great actor she yes, joined she the upcoming she's going to join the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney plus awesome, right. awesome. and just judging by the age range of her and Ewan McGregor that's got to be his love interest it has to be I mean there's you know I can't <laughs> see her playing another character um, and I can see, like, you know, the conflict because Obi-Wan, you have to, in order to be a Jedi, you kind of have to not have to be celibate. Cel- what's cel- is it celibate or be married mm-hmm. or committed? I mean, celibate. It- oh, yeah, you got to, you really? can't cloud your feelings with, with uh, lustful thoughts. True. I thought you can still, you know, drink at the bar, go, go, go to a brothel, but you just can't feel love, I think. I don't know. I, well, that's I, a little I'm too no, modern. I'm no Jedi. I'm just, yeah, what, a, what a bum deal. That's I'm too modern right. for a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, remember, remember in the um, and I think t- Attack of the Clones, Star Wars episode two, uh, uh, Hayden Christensen asks uh, Ewan McGregor, "So where are you going? Full road drink, you know." Now, now, watch Star Wars Clone Wars. You know that Obi Wan Kenobi has had a love interest before. Yeah, and it's okay. canon. It oh. is canon. Oh, uh, could this be that woman? No, because she died. Okay. Story okay, alert. but she's a thing. spoiler alert. Because yeah. I actually started watching Clone Wars. I think I'm on episode ten or eleven of season one. But well, I won't. I'm, I won't. Well, I won't well, you know, it's okay. I am okay with spoilers of that. That show's been out for a while and it's been out for a long time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But see, there's kind of damn fault. rules. That's why people join the Sith. You know. I'm sure the Sith. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can bang here if you want to bang. Yeah, you know, right? I, I bet something tells yeah. me that the Sith know how to party. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give yeah. a Sith. You know, and at yeah, least you don't see the Emperor being like, Emperor's not like, oh, you can't, you can't have that woman. 
Yeah, oh, I'm gonna you know, steal that you know from the you. Emperor have, have oh yeah, you, you like that? You like that? <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm gonna start using it. <laughs> Glad I'm, well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. So, um, let's talk a little WandaVision, guys. So, wow, what an episode, everybody. Hello, all caught, caught up. Yeah, yeah, episode seven. Wow, we saw the the backstory of Catherine Hahn's Agatha Harkness. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool scene, you know, kind of the origin story of of her character. We also took a, a trip through Wanda Maximoff's past, kind of found out about her upset, how she got the obsession of, of old sitcoms. It was yeah, her yeah. father used to show old sitcoms to her mm-hmm. in her home home country, um, which I thought was and, cool. And after reading this, it now is a little more clear. Turns out that sword director Tyler Hayward, played by Josh Strandberg, mm-hmm. lied to Monica um, to paint Wanda as the villain and showed a video of Wanda breaking the glass of lab and, um, you know, taking the remains, I guess, the robotic remains of yep. Vision. But that was not the case. That wasn't the full story. It wasn't the yep. full story. Um mm-hmm. She went to the sword headquarters. She looked above, you know, she, you know, said, said her goodbyes and that was it. Called yep. it a day. And, you know, instead of flying back, she got in her car, started her car. I'm like, she's a super, she's a superhero. She could have just flown to like the headquarters, <laughs> but she goes in the car to start a car. And <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I mean, like, yeah. if, if you have the ability to, to levitate or to make objects levitate, wouldn't you? Not dry. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, yeah, it, it gives her some humanity, I guess. I guess that's the point of it, right? But well, you know what? We we did find out from the mid credit scene, the specific plans of what she has for Vision's corpse, which is um, a colorless white um, vision. White vision. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. White vision. Somehow they brought him back to life using the energy they had collected from Wanda. Using a drone. God, it's so deep. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was sad at the end. And they resurrected this white vision. What is your predictions for this white vision? Well, white. He'll be even more powerful, I think, now with his white privilege. Yeah. That he's really going to be the most strongest superhero in the MCU. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I was going to go the other direction with it. Uh, For me, it was he fought the Bullrog. Uh, <laughs> and, and he is now White Vision. <laughs> there to save the people of Rohan. Oh my goodness! Because man. he's White Vision. Yep. He's so... Vision White instead of Vision the Gray. Anyway, uh, anyway. But, I'll, uh, I'll shut up now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm. I mean, so we got episode nine um, this Friday, guys. So um, it's going to be exciting to see um, how it ends. Um, Oh, and the guests. So many the, questions. So many cameo? questions. The cameo cameos. Um, yep. Rumored, rumored cameos with none other than uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange yep. himself. Mm-hmm. Have you have you heard of anyone else, uh, any other cameos? Has anyone heard of any other ones? That's the only one that uh, has been rumored because, as you know, they're trying to be tight-lipped about everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, I would like questions answered. You know, I mean, we want to know about more about how she created the kids. Um, I guess we want to know which Vision's going to end up. Um, yep. I don't know. Are we going to see Vision versus Vision? You know. Um, well, well, in the well, comic book too, um, she actually has the power to uh, create her own kids, so she okay. herself can get pregnant. So okay. that's based on the comic book. Okay. 
so so that that answers that question and yep that is canon. Um, but agatha has done a lot of craziness too as you know is agatha oh, yeah. all along that little uh, catchy little song that they kind of played with her um uh on last week's episode um but um yeah i mean do you i don't know i i, I part of me is also kind of disappointed that Agatha is now an antagonist. I thought she was going to be a protagonist. Well, I thought she um, was uh, an antagonist, an antagonist in the comic, well, didn't she? Uh, no, in the, in the comic, apparently, according to Mike the General Zod, yeah, she was um, a mentor. Oh yeah. Mm. But see, there's several comic books. So I, I read into that too. There's several comic books, and in certain ones she is a mentor, but in certain ones she isn't. So okay. that would explain mm. that also. So we're gonna find out which 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 one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess she's, it is kind of looking like she's an antagonist. So, but I guess we'll just find out next week. I mean, we're also seeing more about Monica Rambeau and her powers as well. Um, but will we see anything about mutants? Like, if they will mention the term mutants, will they? I don't know. Will they say mention about Evan Peters Quicksilver that he's a mutant? Even though, did they not reveal that Agatha Harkness created? Uh, Pietro, the new they kid? did. They yeah, did. They okay. Did. Yeah. Yeah. So she just created him. Yes, he know. was a he was a recast, as she said. Uh, uh, they said it was a recast. So okay, because we. That's what Ag- Agatha says that on the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and had some kind of you know you know when she's using her powers because of some purple energy. A little purple energy. Yeah, yeah. you know. So crazy guys, crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, let's move on to HBO and HBO Max, guys. There was know, talk of a season two, so I'm not sure if that's going to really happen or not. Mm, well, they haven't confirmed, but right. um, they're not going to write it out. Mm. But no, okay. no confirmations yet because there's a lot of Marvel series they still need to produce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so as you know, we're going to get Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's coming which, up. Um, yeah. I, I skimmed over an article that Anth- this is the first time Anthony Mackie is on the top of a call sheet. And for actors, that's a big deal. Yeah. Top of the call sheet basically means you are the lead actor. You know, and for Anthony Mackie, he's always been supporting, even in his, uh, even in his other works, he's never really led a film or, or, or television shows. This is the first time. Uh, he did lead, uh, did lead season two of um, fucking what's that Netflix show with the... Oh, Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon. Okay, yeah. he did lead that but show. But I think okay. that's like it. <laughs> okay. So, um, not, but that's you know not much. Okay, well, he has been at the the top of the call sheet, so I don't know. But this is but this is Marvel we're talking about here. Not, yeah, yeah, not Netflix. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Zack Snyder's uh, uh, cut is coming out on HBO Max. Everyone excited about that, man? It's a yep four hour film, which I'm guessing will be divided into four episodes, As four one hour episodes. As yeah, it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that, and I think they're going to do the once a week drop. I believe maybe they'll do it all at once. I don't know. They didn't really allude to whether that's going to be the case or not. But um, he did. Um, Zack Snyder did talk about um, a little bit of how um, the the Snyder cut kind of ends on a cliffhanger. And could set up possible future films. And I think it's really going to depend on the success of how it does. You know, both, not only viewership, but it's got to 
it's got to be critically claimed. It's got to yeah, be good, yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. I, you know, he's got a lot riding on him, Zack Snyder, to make this this. Um, it's been built up so much too. So well, I've, I've read off. some articles right. that the WB execs were pretty much like, yeah, this this Walter this Joss Whedon version is garbage, mm-hmm. and they were saying that like from the get go. <laughs> yep, he added that um, the Justice League, the original Justice League pl- plan was to make two more movies. Yeah. Um. And he did hint at a potential other world. So, um, and, and, and it's more proof that DC has no idea what's going on. I mean, they have two of the same movies now. Yep. Yeah. yeah two different versions of the same. Two movie. versions of yeah. the same movie. Yeah, that's just that's further. It's crazy. Your, it's got furthering be a, a your first. point, Chachi. Furthering your point. You're very they, very. They need a Kevin Feige. Is what they need. Kevin Feige is the reason that Marvel has been so successful. Right. Yeah. One man leading the charge up in front, or woman, whoever. In the front, fucking paving the way for everybody else. Telling everybody what to do. Yeah, I always get like anxiety. I always get like anxiety when when DC movies come out. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're gonna screw it up. And then Marvel, (laughs) Marvel's like, oh, they're gonna gonna be awesome. So I don't have anything to worry about. Yeah, yeah, I get so much anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'd say 95% of the Marvel movies have been great. Um, so even the let's bad see. ones are even the bad Marvel movies are usually better than the good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the I bottom agree. for me, I guess. Everybody says Thor: The Dark World for some reason. Thor: yeah. The Dark World. <laughs> um, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, and, yeah the Incredible Hulk deserves to be there. That movie was and, trash. And um, and you know what? Um, even Thor one was okay. But it wasn't great. It's Thor Ragnarok that was the best. Thor Ragnarok is the strongest of the Thors. And and you know, Captain Marvel, I mean, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was okay. It was okay, right? um, Right. What was that? Iron Man 2, I think it was? Or 3? No, I consider Iron Man 2 to be better than Captain Marvel or uh, Oh, yeah. 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 Thor. Yeah, some people have said that was the worst one. But no, I disagree. I think that's a strong film. Uh, let's see. On HBO Max, uh, Neil Patrick Harris has a film called Eight Bit Christmas. That's some something like uh, the '80s, Chachi. Let's see. Yeah, you got my attention. It's set in suburban Chicago in the '80s. Oh boy! Yeah. Follows a ten-year-old boy named Jake in his epic, epic quest to find the best video game system. Oh, oh that sounds cool. And interestingly enough, the Timmy Failure actor, the young actor Winslow Fegley, who our own Vanessa Meadows. Had interviewed at Sundance oh, cool. um, last year. Um, she was with us uh, as part of Click on This. Mm-hmm. Um, she interviewed um, Winslow Fagley. So that was cool. It's kind of oh. weird coming in with the Christmas movie out, you know, in March. Well, that's usually when they film it because they take forever to edit. Oh, it's filming it's now? I thought you said it was out on HBO Max. Oh, I'm sorry. No, yeah, no. It's it's um it's in production. Okay, cool. Okay. In production, sorry. All yeah. right. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, also in production... Um, David Oliowo, Oliowo, I have always a, a trouble pronouncing his last name. <laughs> I don't uh, even know who that is. And, uh, and Gugu Mbatha-Ra, uh, I bet I'm butchered <laughs> both of their names. Where the fuck are they uh, from? Yeah, she was on The Morning Show uh, with Jennifer okay. Aniston uh, and um, Reese Witherspoon. Her Gugu? Gugu, yes, Gugu. Yeah. I know, right? Was she from the same planet as Grogu? Yes. <laughs> They're going to be in a psychological thriller series called The Girl Before. So something to look forward to. Um, trying to pronounce her names is like a psychological thriller. Right, right. <laughs> God, man. 
it follows um i mean the poor guy typing the um credits for that movie Yes. Yeah. 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 He's like he's like staring at it like. Oh, yes. like, right one, like, like at a time. Yeah, absolutely right. So Gugu, <laughs> the character played who's Jane. That's a lot That's easier to say. So Jane. Her character's name is Jane. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> moves into a beautiful ultra minimalist house designed by an enigmatic art architect. There's just one catch: occupant occupants have to abide by his list of exacting rules. So I guess there's some creepiness involved. You know. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. It's like, of, it's like those bossy Airbnbs you go to. Yes. There you go. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. It's a big fat fucking no, thank you. <laughs> um, remember Ioni Sky, Chachi? I think she dated one of the Beastie Boys. Oh, shit. Ioni Sky. She, she's in an HBO Max series called Made for Love. And it gets Made for Star- Say Anything. Right. Oh, she didn't say anything, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. She follows uh, Hazel Green, uh, played by Kristen Milioti, a woman who's on the run after 10 years in a suffocating marriage, Damn. to Byron Gogol. And the actor playing He's Byron is funny name. none other than an actor that's been on Below the Belt show who his career kind of exploded after we had him on the show, guys. Billy Magnuson, um, who oh, is... Cool. Uh, a good friend um, and band member of my good buddy Warren Hemingway out in New York City. Uh, I met Billy during his, uh, I guess, you know, his um, mid midway point of his career before it exploded, I guess. He okay. did a couple soap operas and things like that. How, long, then, ago, how long ago was Magnuson? When, when were you interviewing Because I feel like I recognized that name. I think I was there for that one. You might have been there for that. Um I know we did a couple in-person things. I know he called in the the show once. I think it was on like that CW model show. Um, I think it was something like that. Something oh. like that. Yeah. But, but you know, he, he's into the woods. You know, he was the, uh, the prince in Into the Woods. One of yeah. the princes. He um, was in um, the Big Hurt. Um, that one. That one movie. I mean, he's been. I mean, he's been in uh, the People versus O.J. Simpson. He was the um, the um who's the the famous house guest kato kalen he played oh, yeah, kalen. Yep. that um the guy's career is exploding so congrats against the billy i wonder if we can try to get him back on the show now it might be a little more of a challenge but why um, we, we made his career for him we made his career yeah damn it. he'd be nothing without us damn it nothing absolutely. without us. <laughs> absolutely and i'm excited about uh daylight savings oh yeah How does that start extra Extra nap time, extra time yeah. for. And I when... feel like even though they say it doesn't really like it does really affect you emotionally. Like when oh, when the sun is out there more and you're like oh you know you don't feel like your whole night's gone. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. When does that start? Uh, I think in eleven days now. Okay. So, nice. Yeah. We actually lose an hour of sleep. No, we gain an hour. Fall back, lose... you get an extra hour. No, spring forward ahead. Is... We're in spring now. Yeah, we lose an hour, I think. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Nick's like, like fall back sun. in the fall. But we get more <laughs> sun, though. Back in the, the poor fall. The important thing is more yeah, Nick's, sun. Nick's year's all messed up. It's, it's COVID, I know. I you know, know I've, been, I've literally been in this room for a year. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, right. I saw on TikTok someone said, they were like, are we really just about to let March come rolling around again like it did last year? Like, yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> like the nerve. Right. <laughs> the fucking nerve, exactly. <laughs> All right, just reach out to Lauren, so hopefully uh, we'll be here for soon. Um, 
All right, moving on to Netflix, uh, guys. A trailer just dropped for another superhero film with unlikely superhero actors and Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. Thunder Force, um, they're two best friends that acquire superpowers. Um, It's going to be released on uh, April 9th. Mm -hmm. It's a superhero comedy directed by Ben Falcone. Yeah, I saw the trailer. What did you think of it? It's it's going to be... It'll be silly. It'll be fun. It's Melissa McCarthy. She's funny. She'll be funny. <laughs> my expectations was, are low. My expectations are pretty low. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not expecting you know a cinematic masterpiece here, but right. uh, I know I'll be entertained. I know I'll be entertained. And it's it's called Thunder Force. Thunder yeah. Force. Yep. It's okay. not a thigh uh, joke, is it? I would hope not in this day and age. Oh man! In this day and age, I would hope not. Not right. I'm not going to say anything. Hey, but you know what? They're both they're both incredible actresses. I mean, Octavia <laughs> Spencer is a multiple time nominated and winning yeah. award winning actress. So. And yet yeah. here she is doing fucking Thunder Force. Actually, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, I believe, has won a few acting awards too. Yeah. Yeah, they both yeah. have. Absolutely. Yeah, they both have, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it, you know, it's in good hands, you know, to a degree. Sorry. Yeah. The Russo brothers, as you know, they directed the Avengers. Um, um, they're working on a new movie called The Gray Man on Netflix. Cool. Um, Bridgerton's uh, Regé Jean Page, B- Billy Bob Thornton, Alfre Woodard, Ryan Gosling, and Chris Evans. My oh, gosh. Man. Wow. Yeah. I know. Quite, I know. Quite a group. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of studs in there, man. Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling. Jesus. Oh, man. Renette Roger, Jean Page. Talk about dreamy. Yeah. I mean, wow. I, you know me. I usually Al's like. I love the studs. I <laughs> mean, listen, I'm just going to say there's a lot of studs and like studs. Like, like I didn't name any. I mean, Alfred Wooder is amazing, but I'm just saying women that. Oh, uh, Margot, Margot Robbie and like I just scratch your hands. If I go down the list. Well, you know, them, but this movie has right. all these studs. Man. Look at it. They're like this pack full of studs. Yep. Like you can go on, on opening night. Women love these guys. Am I not right, Anna? Uh, Virginia Jean Page, the lead in Bridgerton, like all the women love that. They love they love Ryan Gosling. They love Chris Evans. So I mean, yeah. Oh, uh, Anna de Armas is in it. Ooh, yes. Oh, yeah, there we go. That that will balance out all the. That will balance it out for she sure. She broke up with Ben Affleck too, not too long ago, right? She did. did she? Yep. I did not know about that. Yeah. It was She's a, single. Yeah. Single, ready to mingle. Ready to right. mingle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all, those, all those hot, dreamy guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> the great man follows uh, Gosling's character, a legend in the covert realm who is an expert at completing any lethal sta- task and then disappearing. Okay. All right. Yeah. Loose logline. Um. See how that does over on Netflix. Um, there's an upcoming horror film at Netflix with uh, Kate Siegel, Dulé Hill, Jason O'Mara, called Hypnotic. All right. Uh, so look out for that one. As you know, Kevin Hart has a big deal with Netflix. He's got a comedy um, that he's going to be working on on Netflix. Um, and um, it's from uh, the, the same person uh, who directed Night School, John Hamburg. Okay. Yeah. So, something to look forward to. Um, what's the name of this project? Have they even named it? Oh, it's called Me Time. Mm-hmm. A film called Me Time. 
Not many studs in that movie, though. <laughs> like, yeah, very, very disappointing. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, you know, they, they had a small stud budget for that movie. <laughs> sucks. I think it Kevin Hart. Is yeah. he not a, is he not a well, stud? I, I said it's a small stud budget. Just, he's literally a small <laughs> yeah, stud, yeah. right? I yeah. got it. I I, mean, I I get it. I get it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sent me this, Chachi, about Cobra Kai season four underway. Yeah, but, has but we use that. Yeah, oh, yeah, we did. We we did interview uh, several of the stars on the show, as you know. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. Remember, I, I caught the Dimitri kid red-handed because he was like, "Oh yeah, here in Atlanta," and I was like, "Ah ah ah!" And he was like, him, "Crap." Dude. You caught him. You caught him, dude. Yep, yep. You probably got him fired from the show now. Actually, he, was, yeah, yeah. he actually alluded to that. He's like, oh, you're going to get me trouble or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but he, he gave us one of the... season four now. Dimitri gave us one of the funniest um, promos ever on the show. He's like, dude. we give each other's hand jobs below the belt. I'm like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> so funny, dude. He was so what do we know about this uh, Cobra Kai season four, Chachi? That I, I don't think I read the article completely, but... What I know is they're going to have Terry Silver in it. Um, okay. The character from um, Karate Kid Part 3. So he's going to be... Yep. So he's going to be teaming up with um, Sensei Kreese. Kreese. You know, and then you have um, Johnny and um, Daniel teaming up with their dojo. So it's going to be two versus two. Yep. Yes. And and Johnny's never met um, Terry Silver. No, um, he hasn't. Has he it? wasn't in part three. And like oh, I, think, I think it was season one. Like they, um, when he was trying to get Cobra Kai reinstated, they said it was banned because of um, actions of uh, Mike Barnes and, and Terry, Terry Silver. Silver. He's yep. like, I don't yeah. know Well, she didn't because he was never in part three. So that was I wonder if Mike Barnes will show up. Hey, I'm sure anybody who could show up will show up that they can I get. So. You know, as long as they're alive and willing to show up. Yeah. I think the creators are, you know, except for Jaden Smith, I don't think they want him. No. From the film. Even though Will Smith is executive producer. Yeah, but I think that was only because they had it. He owned part of it or something, like so they had to get his name on it. Uh, okay. But I don't think he has any kind of creative um input on the show. Gotcha. Okay. But I'll, I'll uh, keep Carlton in it though, so so hopefully he has a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no. Carlton dance and do some karate moves. Well, you, didn't you allude to um, Hillary Swank? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the um, creators said that um, they always just felt that um, D- um, Danielle and, and her character met at Miyagi's funeral, which would make sense. That would yeah. make sense. But yeah. the next karate hit was a horrible movie. I mean, the only thing that really saved it was, you know, of course, um, Mr. Miyagi and then um, Hillary Swank's character. She did a good job, but this is a horrible story, a horrible villain. I mean, the villain's pretty much a, a hall monitor at the school, is what he was. It just oh. made no sense. They had, they had a bunch of monks for no damn reason. I haven't seen that, that movie in, you know, since it came out. Yeah, the monks came by and started like like bowling with them and stuff. It was it was a weird movie. It it, it should never have been made. Like I don't know. Hmm, interesting. But it was good to see Mr. Miyagi one last time. Sure. Of course, and that's it's good to, to for them to, to to go back and you know use reuse that footage because I I'm I'm guessing that the production company maybe it's the same production company that owns the the original movies and is able to bring. If you think about it, I don't think of I can't think of many reboot or sequel shows that accesses the old footage, footage. from the, yeah. From, yeah Cobra Kai is like one of the few that does that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that um, you know, you know that? It's, it's not right. a very popular move. It doesn't happen often. 
Yeah, but it works. It works for Cobra Kai, yeah? It, it I mean, works you could, great. You, you yeah. can clearly see the differences in video quality. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, but, yeah. I mean, but, you know... Because not everybody has seen the original movies. You know, mm-hmm. not everybody is as, as cool as us. Not yeah. even the actress had seen it herself. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. So part of the cast yes. hasn't yeah. even seen it themselves. So they need that. And, every, and everybody on that show should at least have seen the first movie. Yes. How to Kef was like, I will watch all of them before I come back. Yeah. yeah. She better. Yeah. You haven't seen part three. Okay. I get it. Or especially the next, next Friday kid, but. At least the first one. Come on. Yeah. The hell are you doing on a Saturday afternoon? Right. (laughs) Popping your VHS tape. Right. (laughs) So this is interesting. Speaking of um, retro coming to the forefront um, today is uh, a Terminator series, but an animated series on Netflix. Mm. Uh, Project is still in early stages, but... um, uh, Skydance produced the last two Terminator films. I actually recently watched um, the last Terminator movie. Actually, it was really good. I thought it was really good. Like I, I had, I hadn't watched it when it first came out in the theaters, and I saw that it was on Amazon Prime, and I, I gave. Probably those movies, they they kept on like changing the whole timeline and everything, and then like I don't think the, the original movies ever even took place now with the way they went back in time and changed. Yeah, stuff. they they've kind of retconned a bunch of stuff, which right. Me. Right. So for me, it all stops at Terminator 2. Like it, that's Terminator a that's amazing, a right? punch. Right. I'm actually, one of the amazing. that enjoyed Terminator Salvation, but I enjoyed I enjoyed Salvation as its own standalone movie. Um. But yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. I don't like that. <laughs> I like the rest. But I still see all of them that came out. You know, especially if um, Schwarzenegger's still in them. I don't see any oh, new one yeah. that came out. You're fine. Thank you. Can you hear my cat? That was my cat. Yeah. <laughs> He's yelling at me because he wants food, but it's not <laughs> food. Yet. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Netflix released a teaser for the upcoming fantasy series Shadow and Bone, which will premiere on April 23rd. Oh, I saw a trailer today about that. You saw that? Yeah, the trailer yeah. just dropped. Yeah. The teaser trailer based on Leigh Bardugo's best-selling Grishaverse novels. Have you read any of those novels? Are you familiar with it? No. Okay. Yep. So... But I am familiar with the main actor. He's from American Horror Story, I think. I've okay. seen him act there, too. Yeah, he's, he's a really good actor. Okay. What's it, what's it called? It's called Shadow and Bone. Oh, God. Fantasy. Sounds like something that would happen to you if you walked down a dark alley. <laughs> I'll uh, definitely check out. I haven't checked out the trailer. I haven't checked it out. Um, that sounds pretty cool. Um, Kristen Bell is going to have a... Um, a limited series on Netflix called The Woman in the House, uh, joined by Mary Holland, Shelley Hennig, Cameron Britton. Um, yeah, her career really um, blew up after we uh, met her. Huh? Yeah, we met her when yeah. she was doing Heroes at. Uh, yeah. It was a different. It wasn't the New York Comic Con. It was a different. The Big Apple Con. The Big Apple York, Con. Big yes, ass. yes. And it was, and it was I, a group photo. I remember. Her, yep, it was Hayden Hayden, Hayden Panettiere. And Kristen Bell, and they're they're in Heroes, and uh, that was awesome. We had a nice time. And at the time, like Hayden was like the big deal, and Kristen Bell was kind of like wasn't that well known. Well, you know, she is she was the star of Veronica Mars yeah. during that time, so she had some notoriety. But yeah, I mean, her career has has definitely taken off yeah. since then. You know, The Good Place and all that stuff. Um, Very sweet. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, also, Netflix released a trailer for something, a project called Who Killed Sarah, 
um, follows a man named Alex Guzman, who is released from prison and takes his revenge on the Lascano family after framing him for the murder of his sister, Sarah, to save their reputation. So, um, yeah, so that's up, upcoming on Netflix. Uh, over on Apple TV, guys. Um, wow, amazing cast. That I'm based on this cast, I'll be tuning in, guys. Um, it's a, um, a genre bending adaptation of Canal Plus's Calls. All right, so it stars Nicholas Braun, Clancy Brown, Lily Collins, Rosario Dawson, Mark Duplass, Karen Gillan. Wow. Judy Greer, Laura Harrier, who you might remember from Spider-Man, Homecoming, Paul Walter Hauser, uh, Danny Huston, Nick Jonas, Riley Keough, my gosh, Stephen Lang, Pedro Pascal, Audrey Plaza. My God, the budget must be crazy to have all these, like, (laughs) A-listers. Aaron Taylor Johnson's in it, the original Quicksilver. All right, fuck. Jennifer Tilly. Wow. What's this movie again? Um, so it's Apple TVs. It's a um, okay. So oh, it's Apple, of course, they it's got Apple the budget TV. for it. <laughs> they got the money for it. Um, so it looks like they're lending their voices for the project. So it it appears to be animated, but it says basically what it is is an immersive television experience that uses audio combined with minimal abstract visuals to tell nine individual short form stories. You, you know what that reminds me of. Shot, you probably know the movie, uh, A Scanner Darkly. Remember that one with Keanu Reeves? Uh-uh. Keanu Reeves and pre-Iron Man um, Robert Downey Jr. did a very similar kind of animation style where it was filmed live, and then they put a, like a layer over it to make it look like it was painted. And okay. it was like that. Uh, it's a trippy movie. I would check it out if you're into getting your head fucked with. But oh, I um, am. It's post <laughs> post Matrix pre John Wick. Okay, wow. <laughs> Check it out. Sounds good. But that but the animation style sounds like it's the same thing, and it's pretty. Okay. It'll, it would look very cool. I mean, it's immersive television experience. It's, it's, I wonder if they do like a VR thing with that. That'd be sick. VR would be cool. I, I mean, I've been it, dabbling in VR. VR is pretty fucking. It cool. might be cool to, to actually have uh, a series that you can watch on Oculus, right? Yeah. Do they do they not have something like that yet? They do. They have they have okay like um indie like there are okay. some indie projects that have done that who have made they've made things like that and then there's I mean there's um there are like video player apps that you can have for Oculus but then there's also like games that you can download that are basically just interactive movies that are pretty cool. Yeah, I played one on there before. It was like I think it was a Walking Dead game. Yeah, and like like you're going through like um Louisiana, like through like the bayou, and you're on a boat, and there's like mm-hmm. zombies coming at the. It was really trippy. Yeah, but um, it's cool. But uh, for me, I get dizzy after a while. Like no, I do this. too. I get nauseous. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, if this shows on Apple TV, it's probably gonna suck anyway. So oh come on now, that's not fair. Oh, oh I'm sorry, and did I offend you? Well, I, I'm in an episode <laughs> of an Apple TV series. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not your series. Right, well, most I get of them, it, most of them but I'm in, I'm in an episode. Yeah, most of them suck. All right, except for Servant. Watch Servant. <laughs> Servant's <laughs> cool. I've seen Servant. Show. Thank you. Thank That's you. a good one. Yeah, thank I've you. never seen Servant. Ah, uh, uh, it's okay. It's okay, guys. Yeah, they're hiding. So if they're hiding all that. Next time you get a role in a TV show, see if I watch. No, I'm joking. Well, I. Yeah. And no, it's okay. I'm just 
teeth. <laughs> um, all right, so Apple uh, has a new anthology series from Glow, uh, creators Liz Fahive and Carly Menish. Um, wow, another all-star cast. You're right, they have unlimited money. Nicole Kidman, Cynthia Erivo, Merritt Weaver, Alison Brie, and it's from the creators of Glow. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I do yep. love Allison Brie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, who doesn't, right? Yeah. yeah I'm excited to get into that show and have it get canceled after three seasons. Aw. Yeah, I know. I, I did. I really wanted Glow to come to a conclusive. Yes. Yeah. Just, maybe just a movie. Do one season four, or you know, or just do one more film to tie up the, the loose ends, man. I exactly. Think, yeah. That's bullshit. They they blame yeah. COVID for it because they can't get so close and wrestle people. But that's some fucking. It's a bunch of fucking that's bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. Right? That's bullshit. bullshit. It's complete fucking bullshit. Else right, is Anna? It's bullshit. Yep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, an app. I mean, they're still wrestling on TV. So how are you going to say you can't have a show about wrestling when there's wrestling every or week on UFC. TV? Or UFC. 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 Yeah. There's yeah. Close, there, there are close contact sports going on. So why? Right. Yes. Yeah. Why can't they do the? I mean, fuck, the they're still filming porn. Porn is still being filmed. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. I don't think I don't think porn really worried about AIDS. And not worry I don't about think it, porn but... really slowed down a bit. If anything, it increased because of OnlyFans. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a and very very good point, man. Especially. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> wow. So Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg are producing. Um, something on Apple TV. Well, that's two big names right there. That'll it's a drama. Yeah, it's a drama called Masters of the Air. It's Ooh. based on a book uh, by Donald Miller. Probably World War Two. Yeah, we're, <laughs> very good. You know World what? War I'm not II. against it. When how did those you know? two touch World War Two stories, it's fucking gold. So how I'm did you know it'd be about? How did you did you did you read this or you no, know, Tom I, Hanks did yes. it. What do you think it's going to be? Tom about? Hanks and Steven Spielberg. Yeah. The two of them get together, they make World War Two shit. Right. Yeah. Whether <laughs> it's Saving Private Ryan, fucking um, um, what the else? other two, Band of <laughs> Brothers, uh-huh. um, the the Marine Corps one where it's Japan, and then the fucking wow, very good. That that's a good. That's a very yeah. good um, you know, observation. It, that's all Tom Hanks does now is World War Two shit. Fuck. Yeah. So he it's based did. on the book of the same name, right? A deeply personal story of a of the American bomber boys in World War II who yep. uh, brought the war to Hitler's doorstep. Oh, yeah. Have you guys ever seen Memphis Bell? No. I have not, it's, no. It's, it's, I think it's like 89. Okay. It's, it's, it's like a all-star cast back in like when they were all really young. Okay. About B-17 bombers. Check it out. Huh. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So Austin Butler and Callum Turner will, will star. Like I said, the two leads. Yep that so something to look forward to uh so over on amazon prime uh michael b jordan's without remorse is finally going to uh, be um launched on april 30th um i, I know the trailer for that looked good trailer just dropped exactly of course i think it was going to be released closer to pandemic and then they kind of mm-hmm. pushed it and uh decided just to land it on uh, amazon um, yeah, it looks like it looks like we're gonna get some John Wick style action, which I'm all about. Look really good. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. I know I know um, uh, Michael B. Jordan has gone to the same weapons training facilities as Keanu Reeves. Really? Yeah, with with Taron Butler, Taron Tactical. I know he's been there. I've seen the videos. It looks pretty wow. good. Oh, so. just a little interesting tidbit, um, because I actually requested this uh, book to be in my bin at the local comic shop. 
Keanu Reeves will be writing a comic book called Berserk number uh, and the number one issue I'm going to pick up. Um, you never know when celebrities get tied into a comic book, the value mm-hmm. could go up. Not, not, it's not going to guaranteed because JJ Abrams, I think did a, a Spider-Man book and yeah, that wasn't really like completely Kevin, soft. Yeah. yeah Kevin, but are they, are Kevin any comics really worth any money nowadays? Yeah. The, lim- I mean, the, the limited, old... the limited print run ones that you can't find, them. but I mean yeah. like, Stuff's not worth money if people don't buy it. You know, if yeah. stuff's sold to be collected, you know, it's never worth any money. You know, unless it's a real limited run that people can't even get a, a hold of it. That's why the variant issues tend to be. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Um, was so worth so much money like the original yet. action comics. The death, death of Superman. Nobody kept it. Yeah. No, with the original action comics, nobody kept it. You know. Oh, the original. Then, one. The, the yeah. ones that are still around are worth a ton of money. Yeah. Tons, tons. Uh, didn't Nicholas Cage spend a million dollars on one? Yeah. And one of them is actually uh, at the King of Baltimore's uh, former museum, Jeppy's Comic War. Oh, Je- sorry, Jeppy's Mu- Entertainment Museum. Mm-hmm. Stephen Jeppy, um, co-owner of the Baltimore Orioles and um, Diamond Publishing owner. He uh, he has the Action Comics number one. I think Chachi, if, if I'm not mistaken, he he donated. That item to the, the Smithsonian? National Archives of oh, the Smithsonian, right? The National Archives. National Archives. Yeah. Okay. They're gonna have like a comic book um, wing to it. Wow. Like a bunch of comics. Wow. Yeah. That that that's crazy. That particular issue right there. Uh, let's see. Ed O'Neill, who's fresh done um, Modern Family, is gonna have a new series. Pretty exciting on on Amazon. Oh, that's good. Called Light Years. Yeah. Al Buddy himself. Yeah. Um, See, and, I would have like really enjoyed him doing like a married with grandchildren, like um, <laughs> married with grandchildren. You know I mean? That would yeah. be cool. Yeah, you know, Kelly, cool. you know Kelly Bundy back, Bud yeah, Bundy, you know, they're, cool. they're shitty kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that could actually work, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of pissed he's doing a new series now. So I hope it fails, so he can do that. Aww. Aww. Well, Aww. I mean, it, grandchildren. I'm selfish. I mean... Yeah. But he'll Dude, do better with that. He'll Christina, make more money with Christina's that. Christina's so busy with Dead to Me, and you know you got no, you have to you have to, you have to you have to consider other people's schedules. You know yeah, they can they can quit that shit. I <laughs> get it. Well, you know she's nominated, so I guess she's doing right. something right. But yeah, I don't need Sissy Spacek will be casting lead roles in the upcoming um series about a couple who years ago discovered a chamber buried in their backyard, which okay. inexplic- inexplicably leads to a strange deserted planet. Whoa. Cool. That's a totally Ed, different role for Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill yeah. doing sci-fi. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is a black belt in Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, so he yes. probably kicks some ass. Yes, exactly. Uh, Constance Wu um, is going to be in the upcoming Amazon thriller series called The Terminal List. Cool. Yeah, and joins Chris Pratt and Taylor Kitsch in the series. So. All right. Fuck. I think we we did mention this. Um, the show uh, on a previous show, but that's another great name to add to that cast. So yeah, Chris Pratt plays an ex Navy SEAL. Mm, of course he does. Right? That's just like the typical expected role that that uh, of, Chris Pratt would do. Of Mr. Pratt. Yeah. I you mean, know. yeah, maybe not the Parks and Rec version of Chris Pratt, but like no, Star- we're talking Zero Dark Thirty, Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, Zero Dark Thirty was a great film, by the way, where he Fantastic. plays a Navy SEAL. So this is this is one more, and then we'll yeah we'll take a classic cut break. So um, Bosch, actually we mentioned Bosch because our guest last week, um, 
from the movie Lazarus uh, is actually in uh, Bosch, has an episode in Bosch. And Bosch, interestingly enough, is ending um, with season seven on Amazon Prime. But they're going to have a spinoff with the exact same cast, which I think is crazy. Um, it, well, I, you know, I just like it's interesting, but like it's uh, Titus Welliver who plays Bosch. Madison Lintz is going to, you know, his daughter on Bosch and Mimi Rogers is going to be in it as well. So they're reprising their roles in a different series, but it's going to be on IMDb TV. So um, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Why don't they just call it Bosch season eight? Why we're going to have the same stars. I mean, it's going to be on a different network. I mean, IMDb TV is part of Amazon, I guess, but uh, it's like a free, it's a free streaming service. Yep, IMDb TV, if you're not familiar, guys. So, yeah. But, um, you know what? I think it's a good time to take a classic cut break, guys, and uh, we'll try to get some information on our guest, Lauren Mayhew. But, um, Chachi, why don't you go ahead and take us out to a classic cut break? Where my dog's at. It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. That's right, it's Chachi in charge once again for Chachi's classic cut, where each and every week, what do I do? You pull a song, handpick a song from the archives. Yes, our vast, vast, vast archives. And. I don't know. It seems like the last, you know, bunch of recent classic cuts have all been like some kind of memorial tribute songs. But this and, week like, it's know, not. Right? A lot of people no, have this been week, dying this, and shit. This week it is, unfortunately. Again? Yes, yes. This week, unfortunately, it's a, it's a personal loss. Like I lost a um, friend last week. Oh, I'm sorry um, to hear, man. Yeah, Jeff Ritzman actually worked with him at um, an office job like 10 years ago for two years. Um, Great guy, great guy, and we remain in contact with him, and we meet up with him several times a year to eat crab cakes here in Maryland, um, you know, for the past, like, eight years after that, and, like, one of the best storytellers I've ever met, um, he actually, like, back in the late 90s, got an offer from um, George Lucas um, to, which would have, um, he said, probably would have led into working on the prequels, um, Star Wars movies, you know, he's an amazing artist, but... He would have had to um, leave a high-paying job and move out to um, Skywalker Ranch until he got settled, and it took a huge pay cut and moved his family out there, so he turned it down. But over the years, he still he still made um, Star Wars artwork, and and some of it was even like um, hand-approved um, by George Lucas. And you know, even in Maryland, he started the um, 501st um, Legion um, group, um, which is like the Star Wars oh, yes. Club. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he yes. started that in Maryland. The cosplayers, um, yeah, Anna, you're familiar with them, right? Yeah, yeah. First Legion. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and he would and he would dress up as um, Darth Vader and like um, go to all the premieres as Darth Vader with the stormtroopers, and he had like an original, um, you know, screen used um, Vader helmet, which was oh, awesome. That's cool. He showed it to me before. Yeah. Um, so this amazing guy was into like. Um, you know, doing podcasts about aliens and like paranormal stuff and, you know, even sh- um, shared with me a lot of the personal paranormal stuff that he encountered and, and showed me some um, pictures that he personally took and um, some audio and stuff, which was pretty crazy. And That's like, cool. uh, That's yeah, stuff cool. I've never um, 
heard of before. Like, you know, would come in and work to show me like, um, like he one time at work, he left his Android at home that had an app on there where you could like film and take pictures, record, take pictures um, through your desktop and listen to the audio or look at pictures. So he did the audio and called me over to his desk and you could hear like an old band coughing on the audio, even though there was nobody was home at his house. Oh, that's hmm. crazy. Pretty crazy. <laughs> that's but, pretty I mean, that's, crazy. That's one of the most mild ones that, that he shared with me, but just a great guy and, and, you know, died at a young age. So it's very sad. Um, oh man, I'm so sorry to hear this. Yeah, man. Thank you. But, um, yeah, so, so try to pick a song. Like I saw this song, um, you know, since he was into exploring about the, um, UFOs and paranormal stuff. And, yes. um, and he actually said before he, um, he told me before, um, um, when I talked to him like that people who were into this stuff that he knew, you know, once they died, he always said, like, well, now they know, you know, now they know what is on the other side, what it's all about, the stuff they were researching all the time. And they know what was true and what was not now, you know, so, wow, so like now he knows. And I picked the song um, Major Tom um, by um, Peter um, Schilling, um, Major Tom Coming Home. And just looking at the lyrics, it's about this guy that goes into outer space and um, leaves Earth. And, you know, people think that, you know, people can't get in contact with him anymore but he's still out there somewhere so th- that's how i want to you know picture him now uh-huh. so um this is major town coming home and rest in peace um jeffersman that's a great dedication guys we'll be back right after the classic cuts thank you and Classic cut, Chachi, right? Yep, from 1983. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, okay, let's wrap up the TV news, guys, before we get into cancel culture. (laughs) Al's cancel corner, there it is. Oh, my goodness gracious, man. This is crazy. Yeah, so we mentioned the, um, the Showtime series called The First Lady. It's an anthology where... We'll have different actresses portraying different first ladies over the years. Interesting casting choice here. Um, Dakota Fanning, who's a little on the younger side, playing yeah. Susan Ford, um, the daughter of Gerald Ford and, and Betty Ford. So I think she's like in her in like her mid to late twenties now, bro. Yeah, she's she's got like a kid. I think she's a grown up. She don't think she has a kid. Yeah, Dakota I Fanning has so. a kid. I'm pretty sure she does. 
She's also I don't know about that. She's but, also uh, not eighteen anymore, bro. Like her little sister's in her twenties. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, regardless, she's playing the daughter of Gerald Ford and um, first lady Betty Ford, <laughs> and she'll she be in this, uh, 27. 27. 27. Okay. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Does she have yeah. a kid? Oh, doesn't say a kid. No. I don't think she does. Personal I was, life. Um, I was bullshitting that part anyway. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing about a kid. Yeah, but yeah, first, what? you know, a lot of A-listers. Uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's in it, uh, Aaron Eckhart. Cool. Um, Viola Davis will play um, Michelle Obama. Cool. Um, Jillian Anderson will play Eleanor Roosevelt. So, oh, yeah, cool. that should be pretty exciting. Uh, over on Paramount Plus, a new trailer for this is interesting. They did this for um, Blacklist uh, for the final um, episode of this of the season. They did a animation episode to kind of fill the gaps due to COVID. Sure. But this show is actually completely switching from live action to animation, completely hundred percent. Isn't it kind of yeah? It's called No Activity. That could be your super name, Anna. <laughs> animation and then they ch- <laughs> i <Yeah>. dig it <laughs> um, yeah so no activity uh if you haven't heard of it um yeah stars patrick bramall and tim meadows okay tim meadows, of course for- formerly of saturday night live fame yep. Yep, yep. bob Odenkirk, um amy sedaris are going to yeah. return to the show was and again, all animated versions of their existing characters. That's going to be cool. I mean, I'm going to dig that. That's going to look cool. Yeah, Joe Keery from Stranger Things, Sunita Mani, um, and Louis Anderson and Kevin Bacon are guest starring. Kevin Bacon. Dakota's sister, Al Fanning, who I don't think has any children. Big Nick. No. Didn't it? <laughs> Will Forte. One of them had a kid. I thought She's 46. Morris. Yeah, so it's interesting because he's a lot of Big stars are all doing this uh, animated series. Um, and for the Paramount Plus Network. So, again, another, you know, streaming network to subscribe to. I know we Must talked about coming out the, on the 4th. Yes. 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 March 4th. Um, and speaking, March 4th, that's right. Uh, speaking of animation, The Simpsons renewed for season 33 and 34. What? Wow. That's yeah. insane. That is the longest running television wow. show in history. Shit. They have 757 episodes total. Wow. Holy shit. They're they should 11... go to 1,000 somehow. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. <laughs> they have more episodes than Below the Belt Show. <laughs> barely. Uh, yeah, barely. But <laughs> we got a lot, too, man. Holy shit. <laughs> but <laughs> we, don't, we don't take breaks. Like, <laughs> we yeah. go all year. Um, but, yeah, Fox is really big in the animation. They're doing a whole, like, um, animated um, block. Um, cool? They they have one on Sundays, but they're going to do another one on Mondays during the summer. Yep, they yeah, got one I'm called. It's amazing because like mm-hmm. I don't ever watch it, but I'd be upset if it went off the air. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, I wanted to yeah. just be there in the corner, like running for eighty-five years. And, my favorite, uh, my favorite are the Halloween specials. Oh yeah, I love those. Yes, yes. Yep. So some of the new shows on Fox include House Broken. Um, which is going to be on Monday night. Lisa Kudrow of Friends fame. Mm-hmm. Nat Faxon, Will Forte, and Shannon Horgan. Um, also, Duncanville will be returning with Amy Poehler. Um, and then, of course, Dan Harmon of Rick and Morty. 
um, has a um, several um, projects with Fox as well. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of good stuff coming up over on uh, Fox for the animations. <laughs> if you're a, a fan of the animated series, and, uh, I tend to be. I watch a, for a grown man. I watch a lot of cartoons. <laughs> love I the ex- Harley. Love the Harley Quinn animated series, though. I accept my. Truth Anna, are you watching that. Harley Quinn? No, no, I'm watching oh, something you, else right it's now. Phenomenal. Okay. It's phenomenal. You'll love it though. You, you, you it's so good. It. It's, it's so really good. fucking good. What's that on? HBO Max. Okay. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. Does it follow the same Harley Quinn from Batman? Like yes. the actual series? Oh, okay. It, and, and in my opinion, the television show, the two, the two seasons that are out, yeah. are what the most, what, it's what Birds of Prey should have been. Okay. okay. Like everything that was lacking in Birds of Prey, you got on the TV show. And it was, it's just, and it's rated R. It's not rated PG-13. It's mm-hmm. fucking violent and vulgar and amazing. Mm-hmm. He says it's animated? And it's animated, yeah. And it's rated R? And it's rated fucking wow. hard yeah. R. Hard A hard R. Yeah. <laughs> For animated, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, imagine if Batman the Animated Series was actually written by a supervillain, and that's Harley Quinn. Yeah. Like, with with, with F-bombs. humor. With lots of F-bombs. With lots of F-bombs. Yeah. And, like, you know, sexy themes, you know? Yeah. A lot of of henchmen explode for very little reason. And and sensual, you know, sexual innuendo, you know? Oh, There's yeah. not necessarily sex and nudity in it, but they don't show like cartoon penetration. No, they don't, they show, don't show cartoon, cartoon penetration. penetration but they, uh, <laughs> not full they, hentai, no. A lot of the, a lot of the, let's just say a lot of the male <laughs> characters make like misogynistic comments towards the women sometimes, or, or just you know, um, crazy stuff, you know. It sounds good. <laughs> I mean, as a whole, as a whole series, it's, no, not, it's, it's, a good it's not just strictly the misogynistic parts. Oh man, the misogyny yeah. so good at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the way they degrade women. Oh my god, the best show That's ever. What I love about my TV shows, all that misogyny. Yeah. <laughs> so as you know, one of the the kings of animated comedy on Fox is Seth MacFarlane. He's actually teaming up. With Bill Nye the Science Guy. Oh, no. <laughs> or show, for a show on Peacock. For a cartoon? I don't think it's going to be a cartoon because um, Bill Nye... have a be, lot of show tunes then. Yeah, he's, he's going to be hosting it. <laughs> Bill Nye will be hosting it. Okay. Um, it sends uh, Bill Nye into the most epic global disasters imaginable. Both <laughs> natural and unnatural. Okay. Okay. Pretty, pretty cool. Is that Mr. Wizard still alive? Never I, him, think, Mr. I don't think Mr. Wizard is still alive. I'm pretty no. sure he died. Oh, he died in 2007. Yeah, yeah. He, he's been dead. Yeah. But it would have been good to get him on the show if he was still alive. Oh, yeah. With um, yeah. and I. <laughs> oh, yeah. It would have been. But um, over on NBC, we mentioned Kristen Bell earlier. Her and her husband, Dax, are actually going to host Family Game Fight, a one-hour game show. Which is inspired by Kristen and her husband's antics on the Ellen DeGeneres show, okay. Um, which tests brains, brawn, and family bonds. So look out for that on NBC. And of course, we saw Nick Jonas perform and host last Saturday, Saturday Night Live. 
upcoming um, on uh, the next Saturday Night Live is none other than um, uh, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Yeah, All return right. as host. That's the show, as you know, she does the uh, Kamala Harris impersonation, but she does a pretty damn she, good yeah, so as a guest star, but she wasn't really like the host, so this time she'll be right. the host right. uh, for the upcoming show. Oh, only gone for like a half a year. Oh, like that. Yeah. Really. yeah. <laughs> but um, Dax and Kristen are funny together. Like they did a um, Toto Africa um, um, video when they when they went to Africa for a mm. trip, and they were lip syncing it or, or whatever, and like it was pretty funny. Cool. cool. Awesome. Yeah. Couple, couple's goals, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the Golden Globe Awards. I, I alluded to earlier. I got a chance to check it out live. Yeah, who won that? Viewing party. Let's go over everything, guys. Yeah. So, um, so first it's of all, the ratings. It's a comedy slash um, foreign film um, <laughs> categories. Is that yeah. Golden Globes? <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that this one? What's that? Is that this Golden Globes? Is that what they have the the fucked up categories? No, no, I mean, uh, so so you, you Chach, you're alluding to the fact that they're grouping musicals and comedies. Comedies, yes, that's what it was, yes. Yeah. What was that? Was that Golden Globes? No, I mean, well, yeah, that was the Golden Globe nomination. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, it's the reason trick. the reason why well, is that don't be so defeated about it, Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he took it personally, really. He's trying, no, he's trying no, to no, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. No, what I meant is that okay. So if you don't know, Chachi's alluding to how musicals are grouped into comedies, but there, there's a very limited amount of musicals being produced. Think about it. Yeah. So they don't have a home, so you kind of have to. Hello. Wait. Oh, we... what is this? Wait. Do we have Lauren? Hold on. Let's see if I can hear Hello? everyone. Hello. Hello. Do we actually have Hello? Lauren Mayhew on the line. What's up, guys? How are you? Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't think she was going to make it tonight, but uh, I reached out, and, and uh, she's is. here, guys. Let's go ahead and introduce. I think she's joining us via audio, but nonetheless, she's all about an amazing voice anyways. And, of course, she's a voice is a, vo- uh, a character on uh, Trollstopia, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. She is Al, a- thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here tonight. I'm so sorry, you guys, that I was late. No joke, and you can't even make this shit up. For anyone right. who's out there who is a board game fanatic, yes. I was playing a very, very intense game of sequence. It sounds aggressive. <laughs> sounds ridiculous, and it is, but my friends and I have gotten really invested. This was after some code names, so anyone who's out there who's like a serious board game fanatic will understand what I'm talking about. For okay. those of you who are not, definitely think that I'm crazy, and that's okay, but we were having a great time, so I'm so yeah, sorry yeah, once, I'm late. <laughs> I once spent 14 hours on a heated game of shoots and ladders, so I know how oh. crazy it can get. <laughs> so I feel you then, I feel well, you. Yeah. Like we're, we're in the same ballpark. Definitely, you know, definitely. it's all about fairness. And yeah. you know, people are like, "Wow, Lauren, you're like the game. You like you're just so intense on the games." I'm like, "Listen, you know, you have to be fair, but you also have to like abide by the rules. Otherwise, like, what's that win worth? You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be, it's got to be worth something." So right. I mean, it got intense, but I kid you not, we've had the best time tonight. It's been so much fun. Well, I hope we're not awesome. interrupting uh, your game night for you to be on Below the Belt Show. No, so, I'm so you are, excited. You're I'm so recur- excited to be You've here. been a recurring guest on Below the Belt Show for 10 years since I met you, Lauren. I know. Back in you... 2010, I think. Oh, my Damn. gosh. Damn. I'm a huge Damn. Al Soto fan. Massive Al Soto fan. Oh. Massive. Oh. 
below the belt fan. You guys are the best, and I'm You're so glad best. to be here. <laughs> You've got a lot going on, because it's been a minute since we've had you on, Lauren. We're now doing the virtual stay-at-home format. We're no longer at the radio station, which has been safer for everybody. But um, I just really want to talk really quickly, as it sounds like there's a party going on. So look at your place. But uh, um, you've uh, moved around a little bit. I think last time we had you on, uh, you were in New York. Uh, but now yep. looks like you've um, relocated to your home state of Florida for the time being. Yeah. So right now with everything that's so crazy going on with COVID, and I know that everyone is kind of coming out of it now. And most of the country is like starting to open up, which is so exciting. Yes. You know, but for so long, especially for live performers, it was really rough, especially in the bigger, you know, the more populated states like New York and L.A. and places like this where that was you know, a main source of income for all of these artists and um, was also super closed down. And um, I was lucky enough that I'm born and raised in Tampa, Florida, which my parents still live in. And, um, you know, because the weather is nice and because there's a lot of outdoor venues, I was lucky enough to be able to go back there and perform and do events and do all of these things. And I, I feel really blessed, especially with Super Bowl even happening in Tampa. Yes, so I know. Everybody's there's been so much and, happening uh, in my hometown. <laughs> Florida's completely open. You know, it's, it, was, it was great to see some normalcy uh, at the Tampa, Buc- Tampa Buccaneers uh, Stadium. And, of course, Brady with the big win. I'm sure Tampa was nuts that night. Oh, they were over the moon. I mean, I was lucky that I got to perform for a school party on Friday um, for a Grey Goose um, sponsored party at American Social, which was super fun. It's right on the water. So, of course, you can see all the boats and all the lights and all the parades and things like that. And um, actually, a friend of mine was running the um, event at the NFL Experience, which was great. I brought my dad, which it was such an awesome bonding experience for the two of us. He was stoked because my friend got us to skip the line pass for everything. So, you know, we're taking a picture with all the rings, all the old school footballs. They had games there where you could do like, you know, um, you know, throwing the football through different like holes or like doing runs and sprints or like all these different things. And it was just such a fun time. And uh, to be able to see all the memorabilia, like my dad loved it. And I just, I kind of felt like a badass daughter, you know? Yes. <laughs> so how does the, the, how does the Super Bowl party happen with, with the, the pandemic? Was it, was it a little bit different than your typical Lauren Mayhew, New York style party? For sure. I mean, everyone's obviously on high alert, making sure that they're wearing masks and things like that. I think the biggest thing about Florida, which allowed it to be such the perfect place for Super Bowl was being so warm. You could have everything outside, even though, you know, it's when where most of the country is freezing and snowing and all these things like, you know, it was like a, you know, 85 degree sunny day on Super Bowl Sunday. So that really allowed Florida to be able to allow so many more things to be open and also COVID friendly and being safe for the pandemic, you know, when, um, you know, all that was going on because you know people are flying in from all over the country and everybody has their own you know, variables of scaredness towards COVID and you have to be respectful to everyone. So I really thought that they honestly did a really great job about that and still allowed everyone to have a great time. So that was wonderful. That's awesome. Well, Laura, let's talk about this amazing animated series that you are voicing one of the characters for, and in my opinion, the best character. Thank on, you. On Trolls <laughs> Topia. Season two um, is dropping this year, right? 
Yeah, it is. So we don't have a release date yet, but I'm already okay. recording season two. And honestly, this was a dream job. I mean, I've done wow. so, many, so much voiceover work for like big video games and national commercials and radio yep. spots and all this stuff. But being able to voice a character in an ongoing series, especially something that's so iconic as Trolls, has been an absolute dream come true. And, you know, Al, yes. I know you understand it because you do so much like acting and everything else on your own. But like, you know, to be able to, um, you know, be a part of something like this that is such an iconic thing that is with such a big studio like DreamWorks, which, you know, I mean, it's just like a dream job. Like everyone that I work with is like the creme de la creme. The producers are so on top of their game. The other actors are all way more famous than I am. <laughs> and everyone's just super talented. So it's been a blast. Yeah, Val Th- Thundershucks, so you're one of the rock and roll trolls. Yes. And you're a little bit of an, an antagonist to the the protagonist, Poppy, right? You kind of disagree <laughs> butt heads with her a yes. little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you always have to have a foil. You always have to have an antagonist to the main protagonist, obviously, give the show somewhere to go and an arc, yeah. if you will. Um, mm. My character is pretty, like, I would say, and that's just because I'm playing her, but really, like, how it was written, she's kind of, like, the most multi-dimensional character because you really see her change from one season to the next um, to being, you know, a, a foe to Poppy to a friend to her. And it's so much fun as an actor to play her character because she, there's so much depth to her and so much um, range. So I've really just had such a blast. And also cool. being able to um, sing and stuff in the show has been great that's, as well. That's, were they looking specifically for voice actors and actresses that could also sing? Was that a requirement? 100% because there are, I'm not even joking, so many songs i mean there's at least one song in every episode and my character sings a lot because she's like the queen of the rock and roll trolls and her whole thing is that she's a rock and roll singer and guitar player so she sings all the time so definitely even in the audition was something that i had to do for sure so that was definitely an added plus for me because i love that That is, have you ever dressed up as, as Val? Like, okay, as true story. This past <laughs> Halloween, I legit, I'm like, okay, let's lay it on. I legit wanted to dress up as her, but unfortunately, um, the show hadn't come out yet. It released November 19th of last year. Okay, so obviously no. I've signed like, I don't even know how many NDAs. I think they own my first oh, yes. child. I'm not sure. Oh. <laughs> this, this Halloween, but, though. This Halloween, you got it, though. But this Halloween, I can't. So last Halloween, if I had done it before the show released, that would have been very, very bad. So I did okay. not. But this Halloween, all bets are off. I'm ready to rock and roll, and I will definitely be Val for sure. Yeah. Again, a very cool character. My second favorite character is the farting naked troll. Oh, my God. The glitter trolls the glitter are trolling. amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> they fart. They fart glitter, no joke, that you can't even make that shit up. <laughs> Dude, for real, it's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. It is uh, really funny. It is really funny, actually. It's definitely one of those shows that you know was created with adults and parents in mind being like, oh, right. these parents are going to have to watch this, so we better make it awesome. <laughs> That's a very good point because I found myself enjoying the episodes yeah. as an adult. Come thinking, sure. okay, maybe it's catered towards kids, but it, it's really for the family, really, right? Oh, for sure, it definitely is. And there's yeah. uh, there are some certain jokes in there that you're like, okay, that was definitely for the parents because the kids that was a double <laughs> entendre for sure. The kids definitely did not get that. <laughs> yeah, Disney does the same thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, yeah. they like, throw in their makes it more fun. 
Yeah, it definitely makes it more fun, of course. That is awesome. So how does it work with the voiceover work? Because is everybody in a studio doing their own thing? You have to go to one particular studio? Yeah, you- so it's it's super. That's a great question, Al. Honestly, it's crazy because all of the main um, celebrity voice actors live in L.A. DreamWorks, the studio, is obviously based in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was actually very rare. My agent was like, Lauren, this is – she actually had never had – a client book a series regular role um, for a DreamWorks show out of New York because there's so much obviously amazing talent in LA that it just makes more sense that if you can have someone there, like why not? So I felt so incredibly lucky to have gotten this role. And, uh, you know, obviously the money really isn't a factor for DreamWorks. I mean, they'll just hire me a studio no matter where it is. And they've done the same thing for all the other actors whenever they have to travel, when they're on set for a film or for anything else, really. But they're at least based there, which for me, you know, I did the almost the entire first season without ever meeting the producers or any of the cast in person. Oh, wow. Um, Which is, yeah, just crazy. I mean, still even now to this day, I've met. My main producer, Matt, um, who is Matt Bean, is just so phenomenally talented. And then I've met um, Poppy, um, the girl who plays Poppy. But other than that, I still actually haven't met any of the rest of the cast. Now, when it first, yeah, Yeah. now when it's first released, um, I actually um, reached out to them via Instagram, (laughs) and I was like, "Yo, castmate, what's up?" I was like, "Want to do a Q and A on IG?" And I did. And so I did that um, with a couple of the castmates. And now I've become really close friends with some of them and which has really been great. But, you know, it's a a shame. That's the one thing that I wish that they would have done is, you know, either have some event or some sort of, you know, gathering where all of us could have either talked or done Mm -hmm. something together, which we never really have. So it's kind of crazy how a whole show can come together where you think all these characters are united and you know, best studio, friends or nemesis, yeah. and and they've never even met. That's pretty that, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really crazy. Yeah, that is interesting, <laughs> and and the fact that you have different music genres, uh, being represented by all these trolls. Yeah, uh, is cool. You know, I know you because your personal style of music, of, of course, the singles that you've been um, dropping lately are more of the dance related EDM yeah. style. But you did the rock and roll troll, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, um, so I don't know. I think, Al, this was before you and I became friends. But actually, at one point, I had a whole rock and roll album. So after I was in I was in a girl band when I was young, from like 12 to like 16 years old, I was signed to Epic Sony, and we opened up for NSYNC, Britney, Destiny's Child, and the Degrees, performed the Super Bowl, all this different awesome stuff. Yeah. And, um, or something. <clears throat> Yeah, PYT, Pretty Young Things. Yes. Yes. And then, though, it was like a crazy diversion from that. I actually started doing like alternative rock and pop rock music. And I was playing at um, the Roxy and the Whiskey and the Viper Room and all of the iconic places on the Sunset Strip in Los Angeles and all over and released a pop rock album. Legit. I mean, it's super crazy. I'll just send it to you at some point, Al. But. Prior to all of my my dance and EDM days, I totally was a rocker chick. And so I just kind of channeled that for her. And it's been so much fun getting to play her character because I really do feel like it's a piece of me in a way. That's cool. Do you alter your voice to play Val or is that your own actual voice? So I, I do, I mean, it is my own actual voice. I wouldn't say it's a character voice, but it's an amplified version of my voice. So like, 
it's just like the most excited version of my voice. So if like I was going to say, um, oh, my God, check out this cupcake, like in my normal voice and like her voice would be like, oh, my God, check out this cupcake. That's the voice I hear when I watch. Yeah, it's just yes. like a more amplified, energetic version of her voice. Yeah. But because of that, it's like really actually exhausting to my vocal cords so it sounds exhausting yeah so mostly for those days i legitimately will take vocal rest the rest of the day or just like stay in at night because you can really easily burn out your voice by doing too much so especially because the singing and you know music is such a big part of my career as well i have to be careful you know, not to overdo it. So I try not to schedule a recording session and a trolls recording in the same day because it would just be a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Before we get into music, I know Nick, you had some questions about. I have stuff, one right? very particular question about uh, what work you did on Red Dead Redemption because I've put far too much of my life into playing that fucking video game, and I'm, I would like to know where in the game. So. Like to find so here's the here's the thing, and I love that question. I I love that question, and here's why I love it, because they made me sign so many effing NDAs that oh, no? I don't even know my character's name. <laughs> but here's what's crazy. I can tell you this. I had a southern accent, and I know I was a madam. A so madam. if there was a part where you were in a brothel or something yep. like that, and there was a madam uh, in the brothel, that, that was ideas. probably me. Uh, okay. There yeah. you I go. Think I, I, I that's think I that's so cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> You've got you got Madam on your on uh, your resume. But like, <laughs> but like Al, how crazy is that? Like, I'm not even joking, you guys. When I went into that, so they even did the whole cap thing where they have like the face sensors and everything. So like the characters' facial expressions, I guess, are based off of my facial expressions and stuff too. Oh, like, that's cool. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's really cool. They went super in depth with it, but like. They're so intense about these games that they don't really tell the actors anything that they don't need to know. So they didn't even tell me. I didn't even know I was voicing a role for Red Dead Redemption until it came out. They just told me. All they told me was that. Yeah. All they told me that it was it was a very popular video game. That's all they said. Wow. All right. Crazy, right? That's very crazy. Was it the same thing with with Uncharted? Yep. Cool. Yeah, that is that is awesome. Uncharted well, Four, which was really fucking good, also. The only thing that's different now is like, for example, I've been um, I've been the Falconer Quinn, the Falconer for um, uh, League of Legends for really, basically since the well since the beginning of the game, not basically since the beginning of the game. Yeah. So for that, when they've called me back in to do her again, I know that I'm like playing her, right? Right. But other than that, like if it's a new game, a lot of times I don't know. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it's nuts. And not only do I not know what game, I don't even know, like, my character's name or, like, anything. So when I – what I have to actually, like – how I've figured out who I am in a game is by my friends playing it and being like, Lauren, I just heard your character because they recognize <laughs> my voice. That's literally okay. how I figure it out. <laughs> so it's crazy. Cool. So yeah, it's crazy. That is mind-blowing. <laughs> well, like, no about- one would ever think that, right? Because it's like you would think that you would know the character you're playing, but – that's, Apparently they yeah. don't even trust the actors these days. I mean, with social media, with podcasts, with radio, yeah. I mean, like we're doing oh, right, right now, are, news travels are, so fast. It's, yeah. it's so huge. And all it takes is one voiceover actor 
to say something about the game and say all the lines and then, you know, the game is compromised. So I get it. All right. Well, let's talk about the music, Lauren. Woo. Wow. This track is dope. Going out. This is the that going out song that you dropped is the perfect song when the pandemic is over because so many people want to get out, they want to hit the bottle, they want to club, they want to party. It's like Al, it's, it's be, so it's so funny that I mean? you say that because that's literally why we created the song. I mean, like the 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 title kind of came to me because I literally wrote the song in the middle of the pandemic and I was thinking like all I want to do is go out right now and see people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <clears throat> Yeah, but it's so upbeat, and I, I love, I just, I loved it. And you now tell tell us about the songwriting process with with yeah. EDM. Is it the track, the track and the music first, lyrics first? Which way so, does it go? I mean, I always write to a track, but it's not always the track that ends up being the one that you guys hear. So okay. in this scenario, I actually wrote the top line to a different producer's track, and then oh. the track that you guys ended up hearing they actually wrote to my vocal. But what's interesting is that I feel like, you know, just kind of like we were talking about, I was so, I don't know, I think it's important that just because people are not going out right now and not being able to see all their friends in real life, it's important to still have those moments of feeling fun and effervescent and, you know, like you're going out. So whether it's like, you know, you're getting dressed up just to like have a night in, you know, with your closest friends or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your significant other or whatever, like that's just as important. So there still needs to be music for that. And I think that's something that's been so awesome is that during this pandemic, people have still been creating and there's still been so much amazing music, um, not as much film and TV, obviously, because that's been harder to do in real life. Exactly. But with music being able to be done virtually or via the internet, it's really been so phenomenal to really get all of this stuff that's inspired and I feel that you can really tell the difference like so much music I feel like is either very dark and gritty from the from the pandemic or it's the exact antithesis it's like super peppy and happy trying to get people out of that zone you're fe- you're kind of seeing the extremes in this sort of situation which has been really fun um I've enjoyed kind of just watching the trends if you will and seeing kind of what's coming out of music yeah. in this period of time yeah, and uh, wow, I looked at your Spotify. Hush has like what five million listens or something, something insane. Yeah, it's been um. So that song was with a really famous Brazilian DJ duo. Yeah. I mean the Cat Dealers, and they are crushing it right now. They're doing wow all of the biggest events and performances there. And um, I, I was really lucky to be able to collaborate and work with them. A friend of mine who worked at um. William Morris Endeavor um, represented them and sent them my top line. And they literally the same day, not even an hour after I sent it, responded back and were like, we love it. We want to create a track to this. And it just happened. So sometimes tracks can take years and other times tracks can take, you know, such a short period of time. It's so crazy. You never know. You just never know. Okay. And of course, uh, your newest single has a music video as well called Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a different type of song because you're kind of rapping, right? Yeah, I track. am a little bit. It's yeah. I was kind of channeling my inner Madonna. I feel like she kind of did that sort of back in the spoken, day where it was like a yeah. yeah, like a spoken rap, like kind of sung but spoken, like kind of sung, um, right? But really, like mainly, I also created that during the pandemic. Um, 
And it was mainly because, you know, obviously I'm not only a singer and a songwriter, but I'm also a DJ and I was really missing the live interaction with um, an audience and DJing. I was performing at the biggest nightclubs in New York and, Oh yeah. You know, there was a song um, that was by Tiesto called Boom that I always loved how the drop hit and how the crowd reacted. And so that's actually how the beat was inspired for this track. It was really meant for a club, which is not ideal for this time period. But I figured, you know what, just because people aren't in a club scenario doesn't mean that they can right. they can't have their own little house party if they want. Yeah. I mean, it was a, <laughs> yeah. the, mu- the music video was a rooftop. <laughs> Um, party, you know, and yeah, that's considered COVID safe. It's <laughs> having a party <laughs> on the rooftop, you know. Well, you know, that's I figured it's as, it's as COVID safe as it could possibly be. It's better than right. being inside, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That looked like a fun video. A lot of uh, a lot of pretty girls in the video, including yourself. <laughs> Honestly, um, it was such a freaking blast. The video yeah. was originally supposed to be fifty plus people, including cast and crew. Yeah. And then because of the pandemic, we obviously cut that down more than half. It ended up only being, I think, only like 15 people were there at a time. We really ah. kept it we, below 20 people at any given time. So it was really hard because, you know, we're yeah. trying to shoot these party scenes and everything else. I mean, we'd had, you know, uh, grips and makeup artists doubling as extras in the video and as cast oh, okay. members and stuff because wow. we couldn't add more people to the set because okay. we had to comply by... You know, right. COVID regulations. It was it was it was totally. hard. Wow, but the video turned out awesome. Great editing. The editing was great. Looks like you were donning some kind of superhero type costume with mirrors. Oh my on gosh, it. I'm not even joking. It was so funny. Our our director was like, you know, it'd be really cool if you're in like a Tron suit. And I'm thinking to myself, when Tron. You said that, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, where where the where the f. You can drop that bombs, by the way. You okay, know I didn't know. I didn't know. Where the fuck? <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Are we gonna find a motherfucking Tron suit? I'm like, <laughs> like it's not like. I mean, like this whole video is on a budget. I have to pay for all of these people, food, drinks, locations, all this other stuff. Like, I can't spend five grand on a Tron suit. And then out of nowhere, it's like, you know, I'm not even. I mean, obviously, we all know this. Google, Alexa. Siri, uh, iPhone, they're fucking listening to us. And she was like, oh, you need a Tron suit? And like, she like spit it out like on Instagram. It was like the next day, it was this company called PSOC Studio that was based out of Russia that custom made Tron suits, essentially. Like a light up LED suits. Yeah. And I saw them and I was like, this is amazing. I'm like, oh my God, how did they know? really cool. (laughs) And so I DM'd them and I was like, hey, I'm doing this video. I have these people involved. You know, this is who it's going to be released by, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, we're in. We'll create you a custom suit. And they were a lifesaver. And so I literally called the director. I was like, guess what? You know that Tron suit that I said, no fucking way? It's happening. (laughs) Yes. I love it. It turned out really awesome. Well, Lauren, I I know that you got a game night party, and we want you to get back to that. But we really appreciate you calling in. yeah, better late than never, right? <laughs> yeah. You guys, I appreciate you so much. Yes. I'm so grateful to be a guest Thank on you. your show again and again. And I'm so Here's sorry best. that I was late, but you will be happy to know that much I love. won. That I won the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. worth it. <laughs> so a little promo, Lauren. Let's know who you are. Do a plug for Charles Topia uh, and whatever you want. And let's know you're on Below the Belt. 
Absolutely. Hey guys, what's up? My name is Lauren Mayhew. I'm on Below the Belt right now, and I'm so excited to be sharing with you guys my new songs, Going Out and Boys. I hope you check them out. Thank you so much, and continue listening to Below the Belt, because everyone on the show rocks. Awesome. awesome. You forgot awesome. You forgot Trollstopia, though. Oh, and Trollstopia is the best. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, Thundershock herself. That's Lauren, right. That's thank right. you. AKA Lolo. <laughs> I love calling you Lolo. Remember <laughs> when I told you that Lolo means grandfather in the Filipino language? I so. know. I, I I heard that from. I was like, I did not know that when it became my nickname. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it, Lolo. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. Awesome. Well, thanks, Lauren, for calling in. Get back to Thanks so time. much, guys. I appreciate we'll you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. Wow. Lauren made it, guys. We're glad that Lauren Mayhew's on BTV. So that was a lot of fun. Um, Trollstopia, fun show, guys. You know, again, it's a kid's show. I watched it. I wanted to check out her voice. Her character's really cool and uh, definitely worth checking out. So congratulations uh, to Lauren on all the success of that. So we were just like talking about the um, the Golden Globes. So yes, um, Chachi, yes, you were talking about like the musicals and the comedies being grouped together. Yes, which I'm still pissed about. Yeah, I know, but there were bigger issues about the Golden Globes. So we'll talk really? about all the other bigger issues. Wait, wait, bigger, bigger than that. Well, you know, that didn't well, seem to bother a lot of people, mm-hmm. but... Uh, well, let's talk about some of the highlights, and then we'll get to the lowlights. So, you know, so they, as you know, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey were on opposite coasts. Tina was in New York. Amy was in uh, Los Angeles. And they kind of, it was kind of cool. They had some little jokes where they, you know, created um, visually looking like they were on stage together. But then we saw Tina Fey reached out to touch Amy's hair with someone else's hand, but they purposely made it look, you know, yeah. botchy, you know, which is kind of funny. Um, you know what? I miss Ricky Gervais's um, monologues. One of my favorite parts oh, of the Golden Globe. They're never bringing him back. They're never. That, bringing that's him the back. thing. I missed it after seeing Tina and Amy, who are, I mean, they're great, you know, no doubt, but nothing's the savagery. Better. The savagery. The savagery and the truth that comes out. Yep. A Ricky Gervais's mouth is just just worth it for sure. Yep. They also had a lot of technical yeah. difficulties with this uh, Golden Globes because, as you know, a lot of the actors and actresses that were nominated were, you know, calling into the show remotely, just like we're doing now. Yep. Like, uh, and uh, there's a lot of technical difficulties with that. So, um, yeah, people your were house like, has shitty internet, you know. That's another uh, thing uh, too. Yeah. yeah. So, um. And you know, I mean, there were some good, good parts or some emotional parts, as Chadwick Boseman's wife accepted the Golden Globe. Oh, that must have been oh, sad. For, yeah. yeah. Um, so that her name is Taylor Simone Ledward, uh, on behalf of the, you know, the late great Chadwick Boseman, um, you know, um, accepted the award. Um, so I mean, that was certainly, and that was that was for Ma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, mm-hmm. which. Um, you know, was, I mean, well-deserved, of course, regardless of whether he passed away or not, it, it, it certainly, um, it resonates a lot of emotion because he's no longer with us, but what a talented actor yeah. Chadwick um was. Um, they also had, the, you know, the Cecil B. DeMille Award for Lifetime Achievement, Jane Fonda, um, you know, talked, uh, 
you know, accepted the award. Um, and um, yeah, um, so that that was that was great. Um, but then, of course, there was some uh, interesting things to note about the Golden Globes that the um, Hollywood Foreign Press. They're the people that vote on the winners of the Golden Globes. Um, do not have any black members. Um, and that actually, um, you know, had to be addressed and, 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 and made aware for everybody. Um, um, so I thought that hard to believe. I mean, the, the, there's only 90 members. These 90 people are the ones voting. But yet, it is the most one of the most prestige award shows, which is, which is um, shocking. You know, for these 90 people, because, I mean, the Academy Awards, the Emmys, I mean, we're talking like maybe thousands of votes, you know, but mm-hmm. it's a very elite group of um, journalists, you know, that I guess uh, they consider themselves elite. But, uh, <laughs> but if I could def- be 50 next year after that news got out. Yeah, they need diversity on that. But but there were it's gonna, um, it's gonna look, like, look like the Apollo Theater next year. It, you never know. <laughs> I would, you know. That show was fun. Um, you watched that show back in the '80s and like '90s, like when a white person would get up there to perform, they would boom. Like right yeah. off the bat, they would boom. But if they were, if they were like, you know, great. Then they start standing up and clapping and stuff. It was the there you thing. go. Yeah, they have to. They have to win the crowd. Over. They had to win the crowd big time. They have to win yeah. the crowd. <laughs> over, yes. Like if the other way around, the show would be canceled. But like that was funny back then. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, um, Golden Globe's history is made. Andra Day won the Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Only the second woman to win this award. Um, 35 years ago, Whoopi Goldberg won it for The Color Purple. That was the last time an African-American woman has won Best Actress in a Drama Movie, um, which is uh, crazy to believe, you know, that it's been so long. Um and uh, Daniel Kaluuya um, won for supporting actor for Judas and the Black Messiah. John Boyega um, won for Small Axe uh, for um, the limited series, Best Actor in Limited Series. Um, and Borat um, won Best Motion Picture Comedy or Musical. And it's interesting. Of course it did. Which I love, by the way. But it's interesting <laughs> that... <laughs> Borat actually talked about the uh, the lack of diversity on the panel, the H uh, HPFA, Hollywood Foreign Press, HFPA. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he said during his expect- acceptance speech, uh, Sa- Sasha Baron Cohen thanked the all-white Hollywood Foreign Press. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't believe there's no black people in that that group. That's wild. Um, and uh, Minari, um, which um, co-stars um, an old friend and filmmaker, Skip Schwing. Congratulations on this amazing uh, role that he got. He played a doctor in Minari. And Stephen Yoon, Glenn from Walking Dead. This is um, he was his, uh, he's a leading role, but for whatever reason, they decided to put this film in the foreign film category, not the mm-hmm. best picture category or drama film. Um, you know, there's a lot of Korean in it because a lot of the characters speak Korean, but it's an American film mm. uh, produced by American companies. You know, it just so happens that it was. Wait, so they put it? They put it into a foreign film because they, they had put it in the foreign film Korean because, had, because it was that, spoken <laughs> mainly in a different language. Exactly, that's exactly right. I mean, even though it was an all Korean language, like you know how Parasite, 
sure. was in the regular picture cup because they considered Parasite that good that yeah. it could like stand with the rest of those films. Yeah. yeah. Minari, they still put in that foreign film category, even though people think that at uh, uh, the Oscars it will be noticed. Was that uh, kind of racist is putting it into foreign films because there was like foreigners in it? <laughs> I, yeah, like, I guess so. I mean, the it's thing playfully is, playfully racist. <laughs> it's playfully racist, but the 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 film um is not all Korean. If it was all Korean, that qualifies as a foreign film. There's English in that film, so that's why I'm like, uh, you know, I saw the film. I saw it at Sundance actually. So, so would would um a film about World War Two be a foreign film if it takes place in like? Germany or Europe? It's a matter. I guess it's really a matter of the language that's being. You know, I don't. I always thought it was where it was made. I thought. Well, that's well, that's see, that's what the Foreign Press Association um, should should take in consideration. Mm. I mean, this was shot in the U.S. You know, mm. but it just so happened that there's a lot of Korean language in the film. So that's that was, was fucking white people. It, I, no, I think it was. Yeah. I mean, I think it was. I mean, it's just like if I put myself in their shoes, like if I was in a movie or something, and just because I'm Latina, like I wouldn't want to be categorized as like you know foreign <laughs> film. I'm like I'm American. Like, I'm Mexican American, but don't categorize me as like a foreign yeah. film just Mexican... because I'm speaking Spanish. Right. Exactly. If the film was made in Mexico and Spanish yes. was entire. Film, yes. then yes, yes. That will, that's yeah. a foreign but, film. But yeah. yes, that's a exact. That's a, a perfect example, Anna, for sure. Yeah. Um, another historic moment was um, Chloe Zhao became the first Asian woman and second woman in 78 years to win the award for best director. Can you believe it's been 78 years? Thank you all the to the white. It's, sorry, in 78 years, there's only yeah. been two women directors. Is what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. All the white. Oh, wow. The last woman to win Best Director was Barbara Streisand in 1984 for directing Yentl. That was the wow. last time wow. a woman won Best. <laughs> that, wow. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's been crazy. So crazy. That's pretty wild. Yeah. What category is it? Um, director. Best Director. Best Director. Yeah. And this is for Nomadland, the film Nomadland. Yeah. Um, that's just wild, dude. I I don't know. Um. Yeah, we'll just go over some of the winners. Um, There's gonna be another white person that wins Golden Globe for the next 45 years now. <laughs> Watch. Once no matter the news. Yeah, like... yeah. But no, not not only did Chloe Zhao uh, win um, Best Director, but the film itself, Nomadland, won Best Film, Drama yeah. Film. So that's yeah. great. And we already mentioned a few of these other ones. Um, uh, we mentioned that one. Oh yeah, so the Queen's Gambit won Best Limited Series or Motion Picture Made for Television. Great series. You haven't caught it on Netflix yes, yet. It's yeah, really it's pretty good. good. And deservedly so, Anya Taylor Joy won Best Actress in a Limited Series. Phenomenal job. She looked amazing though. On, on that was place. the first time a left-hander has won since 1976. Is that a joke oh, or legit? It's a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're putting all these stats about the last time somebody is. Yeah, won. I know, I know. Hey, it's important. You know, women have struggled, so yeah, it's a, it's a big win. Yeah. <laughs> that was left-handers. <laughs> you know, imagine like trying to like yeah. <laughs> your teeth. It's not easy. Yeah. Jillian Anderson won for best um, supporting actress in a limited series or series for The Crown. And The Crown won Best Television 
series. Yeah, oh. the actress who played Princess Diana was the one who won, right? And she Michael also won. As, yeah. Well, they both, both Gillian Anderson and the actress that played Princess Diana, which she I nailed it. Yeah, so you're a fan, you're a fan of the Crown, aren't oh, you? Oh yes. Her, her name I'm is Emma Corrin. Emma Corrin. Yep. She Emma Corrin. Yes. Yeah. Yep, I yep, was yep. I was I was like hesitant, skeptical, and you know, like everyone else, I love Princess Diana. I love, you know, I I watched pretty much all her documentaries. So I I was just like super nervous, like all the other fans. But then when we saw her on screen, I was like, she she nailed it. That that's Princess uh, Diana there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jodie Foster won Best Actress in Supporting Role in a Film for the Mata- Mauritanian. So great to see Jodie Foster back in uh, acting. She took a little break, it seemed, for a while. Yeah. Um, from yeah. acting. So that was good yeah, to see her did. back. She can do whatever she wants. <laughs> really? Right? Like, yeah, she's always amazing. She's earned yeah. it. Oh, speaking of The Crown, Anna, uh, Josh O'Connor won Best Actor in a Drama uh, for The Crown. Oh, so wow. another, another Crown winner. My goodness. Yeah. Um, Rosamund Pike uh, won for Best actress in a motion picture musical or comedy I, I care i care a lot which you um had um implored for me to watch and i will be watching uh, Tyrion, one, what? Tyrion lannister's uh, film with rosamund oh, that best, one for... best, be, she won she won best actress in motion picture yeah, rosamund. yeah it's really it's really good yeah i definitely hated her in that you hated her character oh yeah that's oh. how you know it was good is yeah. that a spoiler alert she just has a bad character in the All film right. Is that why? Yeah, you'll see. I'll see. Okay, you don't want to spoil it yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, best television series, musical or comedy? <laughs> oh, what are the categories? Well, Shit's Creek won, so oh, great okay. for Shit's Creek. But, yeah. but but none of the other none of the other nominees are are musicals. It's Emily in Paris, The Flight Attendant, The Great, and Ted Lasso. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah which I appreciated Jason Sudeikis. Rolling in in his fucking hoodie, not giving a fuck. Yeah, because everybody got dressed up, and so Vegas. Yeah, this is a fuck it, you know. This is, we're not going to be at the actual award show. We're just going to be at home. Everybody's like dressing up to the nines just to be at home. The dress code is for the party. No. Yeah, I know. We're we're the hoodie over your head, so when yep. the backlash comes for for all the white winners, that you'll be nowhere to be yep. seen. Yeah, but yes, congratulations <laughs> to Jason. Claim, claim you weren't there. Like, like, yeah, but yes, 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 Big Nick, but, uh, Jason Sudeikis, uh, the winner of Best Performance by an Actor in a in a Comedy uh, Series. Yeah, so that's really cool. And uh, Best Screenplay, Aaron Sorkin for Trial Chicago Seven, animated motion picture, Best Animated Motion Picture, Soul. Yeah, Soul was good. Did you, did you I that? have not seen it yet. I it is it on good. my watch list. I will be it watching. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, it, it, this... it, it it was it wasn't anything groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. But it's it's your classic go to Pixar movie. It's like a, it was a good good movie, especially during these times. Like you just wanted something positive, and yeah. you know, I don't know, yeah, an escape. It did, it did that. It did that. Yeah. Yeah, um, and um, I think I read, oh yeah, Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek, Best Actress in a Television Series, Musical or Comedy. So those are the awards uh, for the Golden Globes. No, so no that's, Zark or anything, huh? 
Ozark, like I said earlier, oh, yeah. Ozark, Ozark got a lot of didn't nominations. win anything because I would have won the damn bingo. And yep. I had Ozark Square <laughs> waiting for somebody to win so I could win that bingo game. And no Better Call Saul either. But, yep. Well, um, he, he was, wasn't he not nominated? Um, I don't know. He was nominated for something. Like, well, no, he was. Um, I I thought he was nominated for actor in a um, in a in a drama series. Um, yeah, he is Chachi. Best best performance in an actor in a um no, drama series. Not, but he was still nominated. I don't care. I yeah. want to see if they won. Yeah, mm-hmm. along with Jason Bateman, <laughs> Al Pacino, Matthew Reese. Yeah. You but, think all the women, all the women care in the last twenty years that were nominated in a win? No. We want our representation. <laughs> From Better Call Saul. I want to be rep- represented, damn it. You want the show to be represented? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I guess the Hollywood Foreign Press is, are, are not huge fans of uh, of Better Call Saul. I don't know. So um, so let's talk about events coming up that are still virtual due to the pandemic. One, uh, the Paley Center for Media. They have the Paley Center Festival. Let's uh. You know, do screenings and cast Q&As. Very similar to Comic-Con without all the cosplayers. It's just all about the shows and stuff like that. Um, that's going to be um, happening um, in March 26th through April 1st. Um, again, completely online. Um, some of the shows that will be featured are The Queen's Gambit, What We Do in the Shadows, Six Feet Under, Big Sky, Lovecraft Country. Um, just to name a few. Um, South by Southwest will be virtual. Um, that was one of the bit, like the first big event that was canceled due to the pandemic was South That's by right. Southwest last year. Yep. And they actually just completely canceled last year because, you know, no well, time to plan. That was, that was when the pandemic was fresh soon. and the now, fear was fresh. Yeah. What's that, Chuch? I said they announced it too soon and now Texas is all open. Yeah. Texas, they technically Texas is open now. They take they can technically have yeah. <laughs> South by Southwest. They, they close too early. Can. Yeah. Yes, can. And Ana you were here last week when we talked about the Steel City Con happening in April. They just announced that they're moving their April Comic Con to June. Oh, okay. Let's what see a, if what a shocker. Let's <laughs> let's keep our fingers crossed. It still happens in June, but one. One Comic-Con happening in July, though, that's the biggest Comic-Con, is the San Diego Comic-Con. Just announced that it will not be in person either. Right. Um, Completely virtual over three days. Same exact thing as last year. Yeah. And, you know, I was telling you, Chachi, you know what? It's four months from now, you know? Maybe there'll be enough vaccinations and... But you you think that the preparation, yeah, is just not. Yeah, you gotta be book all that in person talent to come there, and then book all their like lodging and travel, and yeah, you know, and then sell all those tickets. And if you want to cancel last minute, it's just it's just a huge pain in the ass, and you're gonna lose a lot of money. Plus, you gotta book the venue for all those people. Yeah, so I I already placed in my mind that I'm not gonna go to any conventions this year. Like, there's not gonna ha- it's not gonna happen. I don't. Do think. you think, think in the, 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 the fall? The fall, fall. I think the fall is probable. Well, you know, they had, remember the Supernatural convention that I was telling you about? Yeah. They had scheduled it for the, towards the end of this year, but a lot of fans were like, if we don't get to actually touch the actors or like, like, you know, get close to them and take pictures, it's not worth it to go this year. So they rescheduled it till next year now. So they just announced it, I think a week ago, that they're rescheduling it from the end of this year to next year instead. Okay. 
Yeah, so, if the creepy guys can't actually touch the cosplay um, girls in person, <laughs> it's not even worth it, even going. Like, you know, signing up. They're not going to do it. Chachi, should we mention, we'll mention his name, but our friend. Yeah, don't mention the name. Okay. No, I'm not going to mention his name. <laughs> <laughs> he inappropriately touched the cosplayer, and we're like, oh no, my he, God. He no, just, no, I'm just teasing. He did. <laughs> fixed her hair a little bit. He know. fixed it. <laughs> Uh, no. I don't see him uh, fixing any guy's hair on that trip, but yeah, <laughs> just saying. I'm sure Anna Bina is all about that stuff. What? About what? What? What, what creepy, is creepy guys at, at Comic Con? Have you experienced any ba- like bad guys, or creepy guys? No, but you I, I, do know some, okay. I do know some cosplayers who, you know, she they have like big following. So yeah, oh. they've had stalkers or mm-hmm. like so they now bring somebody with them uh to hang out with them that's too bad you know know, you should be able to just enjoy your con without having to worry about crap like that that sucks what kind of stuff have they had to deal with you said uh stalking and yeah stalking is one um Mm -hmm. and then just i guess assholes just being just being too i don't know i guess like overbearing you know like people think that they're just best friends with these people just because they follow them or something which All right, and of course, uh, the cancel corner. There we go. Now <laughs> cancel corner. So we know that Chris Harrison, the host of The Bachelor, has sort of been canceled because he won't be hosting the After the Final Rose um, reunion show uh, for the season finale of The Bachelor. They just replaced, um, they just announced who's going to replace him for the to host that segment. Let me guess what color that person is. He is black, yes. What the hell are you saying? He is How black. How did I guess that? His name is Emmanuel Akko. <laughs> He's a best-selling author and host of the series Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Interesting. <laughs> that wasn't involved in the show at all. They didn't like pick. They didn't pick like a former bachelor. A former bachelor, yeah, or former bachelorette. Yes, would make sense that could host it. But no, he's also a former NFL linebacker as well. Can you see the producer like find me somebody who's black and bring him on the show. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> don't have anything to do with the show. Don't be yeah. a contestant or he, whatever. He does have hosting experience. Oh, so wow. it's not like they're just putting someone in there. Well, at least get Arsenio Hall then or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, that. I love Arsenio yeah, Hall, man. See, I do love him so much, dude. dude, he's just great, dude. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there there's some tension, you know, with, with Chris Harrison's, com- you know, comments, I guess. And, and Rachel Lindsay, the first black bachelorette. Apparently had issues and kind of spearheaded Chris's ousting from hosting the show. And actually, just reading that she's actually been cyberbullied by, I guess, Chris Harrison fans and like super fans of The Bachelor that are angry at Rachel Lindsay. Wait, for... so she bullied Chris um, Harrison and then, and then she got bullied back? And then she got bullied fans. back, yeah. And she didn't well, like it. If you want to call her bullying, Chris, what? I mean... You said, you said she gets on, like... Um... Get, well, get the show. well, no, well, no. Um, the people alluding that she had spearheaded that. Oh, uh, I thought you said she did spearhead it. No. Okay. Well, I should choose correctly then. But no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of the fans believe that she might have spearheaded that. Okay. By, but the thing was is that Chris made the comment about it's it's okay to have an antebellum theme party in 2018, but not 2021. You know. Um. Really, he actually made the comment. It was just because Rachel was so offended 
and that just kind of caused the whole controversy from that. You know what I mean? It's, um, uh, but let's see. Uh, but yeah, she actually had to, um, delete her Instagram account because of that. Oh, wow. Mm, that sucks. Um, so this is not confirmed yet, but it's rumored that Amber Heard, uh, will not be returning for Aquaman 2 due to the controversy with her and Johnny Depp. Yeah, you know, it's got to it. go to court. You know, you know, maybe they're both wrong, but some, you know, Johnny Depp has lost a job with Fantastic Beasts three. Right. And if Amber Heard loses her role as Mara, um, you know, again, this was a rumor. It's not substantiated. You know, a lot of the articles that I saw that had that post Chachi were rumor sites, and there was, they just acknowledged it that it was a rumor and it wasn't hundred percent confirmed. Right. But mm. it could happen. I mean, I guess, um. If we don't know who's in the right or wrong between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, then if Johnny loses job, I think I think I think they should have just treated it equally for both because they were both, I feel, toxic to each other. other? And I feel like everybody's been in that type of relationship where both of you are toxic and you need to get out of it. So it brings just the worst out of you. So I feel like they should just treat it equally and uh, keep her out of the movie, too. Yeah. Wow. So it's just like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna cancel one person, you might as well cancel the other person if you're gonna do it. Like, I don't think either should yeah. actually be canceled. But well, Johnny uh, is taking Amber to court now for defamation lawsuits, right? Because obviously it caused him to lose his job in Fantastic Beasts. Um, crazy situation. Although I think Amber Heard is very nice and kind. I mean, I had a good time. I saw her in L.A. I've mentioned the story on the show before. At the pizza and whiskey bar in Hollywood. I'm a Johnny Depp fan. So. And you're a Johnny Depp fan. Do you feel bad about Johnny Depp not? Being... Yeah, I mean, a lot of his fans. They were. I was watching some videos. Like they were waiting outside the courtroom, and they brought him gifts, flowers, and he like literally was like you know guarded with all these bodyguards, but he still like made his way out to go yeah. to the fans and you know grab the gifts that they had brought Aww. and it was just like everyone was like this is like a nut- nice person yeah like, i never i never seen him as like a bad guy you know, yeah that i've seen at least like exactly but i mean it, it's it's gonna be too much now i mean john depp's been in hollywood for 30 years there's there's no admitting of wrongdoing or nothing was convicted of wrongdoing you know it's just he sued for defamation and did not win that case Right, the libel suit against the not uh, enough, um, not enough evidence or whatever. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean that he was proven that he did something wrong. Right. Yeah, I mean, I did hear the recordings, like some of them, and you know, just she wasn't, you know, like you know, it wasn't just one side. You know, I feel like it was just like both sides were really bad. Well, she actually admitted to hitting him, right? That's what I've heard. Oh yeah, the audio. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so, do we know if he hit her first? Or you know, the, these are things we don't know. You know, exactly. so. we know for a fact that she actually did it though. So that's, that's the thing we all know. We all know that Johnny Depp and he got fired, right. but we know that she hit him. Mm-hmm. And right. He's working. Yep. So, right. Um, I'm just saying. Yeah. No. You. You. Very that's fair point. So we already mentioned that Gina Carano has been canceled from The Mandalorian mm-hmm. as um a shock trooper um cara dune so bill burr chat you sent me this bill burr spoke candidly about the situation described carano as a sweetheart um and also said it's a weird time unless she truly did some horrible shit or overly racist shit i don't know i think there are just too many channels and then you got to do sensationalist shit i don't know what the fuck it is 
I'm on the fucking show. Now I gotta watch what the fuck I say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He, no, Bert, but he's. He, I think you mentioned it, there was someone that he's smart about it. Like he, I don't know. Oh no, you mentioned that uh, Dave Chappelle was smart about. it, I think. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, no. Okay. Bill Burr is also yeah. pretty fucking smart about it. They're both probably Wait. two of some of the only comedians so that have really they, got. They could push the envelope, but not too far. Yeah. yeah they both know where the line is. I mean, he kind of did the same thing that Chris Harrison just did. I mean, he kind of defended her, which um, Chris Harrison kind of defended um, that contestant on the show. Right, right. But, I mean, comedians are kind of like the last line of free speech, which yeah. is not is eroding as we speak. It but is very much you eroding. you got to be pretty established like like him and um, Dave Chappelle to get up there and just be able to talk and you know, not worry about losing your, your career. Yeah. yeah. All right, more canceling, guys. Dr. <laughs> Seuss is being canceled. Dr. Seuss. Can you believe it? That they will stop publishing six of his books amid accusation of racist imagery. A lot of the articles did not have the images or what was contained in them. Chachi, thank you for, for sending it. Uh, yeah, the image is definitely stereotype. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Well, it was, it was, a, it was but, an Asian. It was a, I think it was a Chinese person eating rice with chopsticks. Right, but that racist. I don't, I don't Did you notice how they drew the eyes, though? I mean, it was, <laughs> oh, it was animated. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It was I, I could see. So, what, was it the eyes or was it the rice? Because I, mean, I know, <laughs> I know people eat rice with chopsticks. I, mean, I, <laughs> I eat it at like you know sushi restaurants. Right, right. Am I being racist? I don't no, know. I, I? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely outdated. Now. Like, talk if, about... if you saw an Italian eating a bowl of spaghetti, you know, would that be racist? In, in but they said, <laughs> why can't they just edit the image out for future publications? They just they just decided not to publish the book anymore. They could they could create a new you know new edition. But you want bigger eyes, like, like those big like the orphan Annie eyes. Like no, big, just not. Like just not have the image. Just not have the image in there. Come on, man. You're going to get me in trouble for laughing at that. No. <laughs> I'm just wondering. No, I know. I know. I just, oh, I'm trying to solve problems here. It's I know. I know. <laughs> I didn't realize that, that that much imagery is in the Dr. Seuss books. I never really knew that. I could just put like, um, googly eyes on, on there. You know, like the ones that stick around. So, just for all the characters in the book. Like, nobody, everybody has the same eyes in the book. I, 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 I want to buy it buy it with the Google eyes. All right, so the books, the, hat. the books that are getting discontinued are, and to think <laughs> that I saw it on Mulberry Street. Yeah. If I ran the zoo, um, Mick Elliott's pool, on Beyond Zebra, scrambled <laughs> egg super, and the cat's quizzer. So, I only saw one of the imagery, so I'm I'm curious about the others. So I'm gonna have to. Just to you know, check it out, do my research, you know. I was, I was surprised they're they're keeping the book. Um, let's kill those dirty Italians. The Dr. Oh, Trump really? Book. Yeah, I was surprised about that. Like, I oh. thought that was racist myself. Um, me being part Italian, but but okay. yeah, let's kill those dirty Italians. Like slip through, and that's still gonna be published. You know, if that was an actual book, but it's not, not, not an actual book. It's, it's in my library. <laughs> It's in my bookshelf right here. All right. The, the newest, the newest actor. Well, sell it in a couple of years. You'll make some money right. off of it. It's going to go for a lot on eBay. I tell you that much. It already is. They're already selling for $3,000. Uh, like Sam, I, Sam, I am. Let's kill those dirty Italians. Yeah. Um, well, let's see if T.I. and his wife, Tiny Harris, become canceled. Oh, I There's, saw that. It's starting to. So they're accused of engaging in sexual abuse and drugging 
multiple wom- women over the past 16 years. Well, the couple together doing that. Oh, God. Six anonymous women claim that T.I. and Tiny abused them, um, including instances of rape, drugging, and kidnapping. My God, dude. Jesus. And because yep. of that, T.I. will not be returning for the third installment of Ant-Man. As you know, he had a role in uh, Marvel's Ant-Man. Um, and uh, apparently... That's, was, that's more of a clear-cut case, I think. I mean, you're, yeah, you're drugging and raping people. That's a, a rockster crazy person who kidnapped right. people. Right. Right. That's, that's a different story. Not like a personal opinion not, or like... Yeah. Or if you, if you took pictures in like a southern dress somewhere, like... I mean, raping and drugging people... Perfect that's, example. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, if, not, that, if that's culture, true, if that's, that's all true, yeah. You're supposed to do if it's all that. true, then cancel away, cancel away. Yeah. I want to hire him. I mean, if like, oh, you you raped and drug people for 16 years, and I mean, yeah. nah, I, I still got a stack of resumes right here. I'm gonna go through first. Right. Exactly. I'll get back to you. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Very very good point. Okay. Um. Wow. This is bad for Chris Delia. I mean, prior to all this controversy, oh yeah, and being canceled. I enjoyed his comedy act. I saw him in L.A. a couple times. I saw two of his shows. Who's this? Uh, Chris D'Elia. He was actually in You, the Netflix show You that you watch. He played um, a, a very seedy character, which is almost like art imitating life. Was he that, the pedophile one? Yeah, the one yeah, that he, okay. he was also on a lot of the comedy roasts. Mm-hmm. He was okay, on the com- yeah, yeah. Uh, Comedy Central roasts as well. Yeah. So apparently he's being sued. Um, for allegedly soliciting nude photos from a 17-year-old girl. Yep. And apparently there's messages saying, um, asking what her age was, and she said 17, oh, and she was still man. in high school, and he responded to, that was hot. Oh. Yep. Oh, boy. That's just, yeah. wait. Hook, wait, line, and sister. That's, that's the suit. That's the suit. I would, so that's what they're saying. Yeah. Chris is still denying the allegations and will defend them against court. So I don't think they have any... Do they have any written? It depends if they have written. If they have written proof. He's fucked. If they have written proof, he's fucked. Yeah. Even though he denies allegations. Just I mean, wait 365 days. It's not that long. You know what I mean? If, if you want to ask for naked pictures from like from somebody. Oh. <laughs> yeah. If they're like, oh, I'm 17. Like, come back, come back next year. You know what I mean? Right. Save, save yourself a lot of shit. Save yourself a lot <laughs> you know? of shit. Yeah. That's you all know? they had to do. I mean, because we yeah he had this really long um video on YouTube um. Admitting that he has a problem with, with, with um, I guess, you know, addiction to sex or, or women or whatever, and he said he was doing work to become a better role model to his son. Yeah. So. Yeah, like no one said he has to get like naked pictures from an 80-year-old woman. No one's saying that. Just go like you know, 18 or, or or you know mid 20s, you know 30s even. It's a whole wide range, you know. You, you won't, fun, go, and you won't go to prison. You won't go to prison either. Yes, yes, that's that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, that is the problem. For me, for me, I have like this like line where I just don't like any pedophiles whatsoever. Like, <laughs> like it's just that's like <laughs> no, like yeah. I, I feel like there's no redemption from that because right. it's, it's just I, I just see them as sick men. Like it's horrible. Preying on little mental illness, little girls. right? Yeah, it's yeah, mental, it's just, mental illness. But someone that might have dropped. An end bomb in the past? Could, could they be forgiving? It's just like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, like it's, it's uh, well, I would say I would not categorize the two together. Um, yeah, no, but it's like it's interesting how some things are being treated, and thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like, um, 
pedophilia and, and drugging and raping and stuff, you know, there's, yeah. there's one thing. Two lines, right. You know. Yeah. Being a little ignorant is one thing. Being a pedophile is something totally different. Exactly, with dude. Sisters, and you're getting a picture with a mint julep, you know, drinking it, you know, on like a plantation that very well was in effect after the Civil War with no slaves. And you still had those Southern Bell. Yeah. Out. Yeah. They still the Southern Bell look is not necessarily racist. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. Crazy, right? Wow, this is a crazy story. This happened right after we ended last week's show, but um, Lady Gaga's French Bulldogs uh, were stolen from her assistant. Her assistant was shot in the chest. There was some good news that come out of this, guys. He survived. The guy survived, and not only that, the dogs were returned. That's crazy. That's Friday good. at 6 p.m. I thought I thought someone had found them. I think they were like tied up somewhere. Yeah, I heard that. Okay, is that is that the story? Okay. Yeah. But they were returned. But the person who returned them is being questioned. So obviously that's. Uh, yeah. You know. Um. I they, no they, questions they, asked. They say no questions asked, <laughs> but you know, you throw five hundred thousand dollars, people right. are gonna. It could have been you know someone on the inside of those two men that shot. The assistant, which is it's just horrible. I mean, to just, yeah. I mean, number one, to, to, to steal somebody's dog, but to, to shoot shoot the dog walker over that. It's just yeah. That's well, I think whoever shot the dog walker up. and stole the dogs, I think they should be canceled. That, that, that's where yes. I draw my line. Like the, the people yes. who drug and rape people over like, you know, 14 years, the pedophiles and the people who shoot people and steal their dogs all should be canceled. There. Just right. Okay. On that side. Okay. But With you're saying, but you yeah. think, you, you draw the you line think, there too? Do you think? Yeah, when it comes to animals too, it's like right, right, right. But Chachi, with that point in mind, do you think some deserve some kind of redemption? Some kind of people being canceled? Somewhat. Some people that uh, that have been canceled that committed other things. Oh yeah. They should they should have redemption. Okay, that's what you're alluding to. Yeah, I don't think it should be like 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 Louis C.K. who like you know asked people to like um, pleasure himself in front of them. Right. They said yes, and then they want him not to ever work again after he lost like you know tens of millions of dollars or more. Right. Lost his TV show. Back. Yeah. Yeah. It was like. Yeah. Because like if you went to trial and like had to pay some kind of you know penalty or fine or whatever, like it wouldn't be you know thirty million dollars. Yep. I mean, let let the punishment fit the crime. Is all yep. I'm saying. And we got to wrap up, guys. This is getting latey, latey, mm-hmm. latey, late. Um, I know. So my boy, The Miz, only a eight-day run as WWE champion. You called that, lost. didn't you? You called that. I did call that. Yeah. Bobby Lashley defeated The Miz. Um, yeah, I did certainly call that, Chachi. Transitional champion. Bobby's a champ now. Who he's going to face at WrestleMania? Still to be determined. But it was a very, very quick match. We do know that Edge is going to face Roman Reigns for the Universal title. And just on SmackDown last Friday, Bianca Belair is challenging Sasha Banks. So those are the two matches that are confirmed for WrestleMania. So everything else is still to be determined. Yeah, I'm sure uh, I'll still be shitty and whatever happens. <laughs> but I have been like that Young Rock show. That's been good. Young Rock. That? I still need to watch that. 
Yeah. That's, they have a lot of um, like wrestlers um, being portrayed from the 80s and stuff. Oh, I know. Junkyard Dog, Ric Flair, Macho Man. Macho Man, Randy Savage. It's, it's, it's pretty good to watch. Like, it's, um, I'm going to turn in. Yeah. I think it's going to get better. Like, ever, like, oh, good. Well, I'm going to remember to set it on my DVR because it's network television. You know, yeah. Can't really stream that stuff lately, right? Oh, no. Is it stream, it's streaming on Peacock, isn't it? Yeah, so it's NBC. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can watch it so there. it will be on Peacock, yeah. yeah. And just Talk a couple... Ass. Just a few rest in pieces. Um, actor Jeffrey Scott, known for his role in Dynasty and Dark Shadows, passed away due to Parkinson's disease at the age of 79. Oh, that's too bad. This was a sad one. He's very young. Jamil French, who uh, was in Degrassi, The Next Generation. Yeah. Played oh, Dave Turner. Did you watch? anyone watch that show? I didn't watch the show, but I saw you how know old he is. Was. He's I only 20. Some of the old ones. Yeah, he was only 29. Yeah. A cause of this has not been determined. Oh, was uh, he on there with um, Drake? Yeah. Okay. Was Drake on The Next Generation? I think that's what he was I on. I think right? so, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, his role was Dave, and he entered the Degrassi universe in 2009 as a new student intent on achieving popularity. Um, Johnny Briggs, Brit- British actor known for his role on the long-running soap opera Coronation Street had passed away. Never uh, heard that. Yeah, me neither. You might have heard of the Whalers, like Bob Marr and the Whalers. Uh, yes. Bunny Whaler, a reggae um, legend who was the last surviving founding member of the Whalers, had passed away. Ah, it sucks. Jamaica. And Fred Siegel, the fashion icon who shaped fashion in Los Angeles, um, had passed away at the age of 87. And... Abigail Breslin's father died of COVID-19. Very sad. Oh, that's sad. That's yeah. sad. Yeah, really, really sad. But with death, we welcome life as Alec Baldwin and Hilaria Baldwin welcome their... Wow. Oh, my God. They have six children now. Can you wow. believe it? One of those two is fucking fertile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. And, and Alec, as you know, has adult kids. So these are yeah. six young kids with his wife and then, of course, his older kids. The one he's that he called the fat pick. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. He's almost 70 years old. Jesus. Man. Wonder Woman's going to be a mom again for the third time. Gal Gadot, pregnant with her third child. Yep. I, I don't blame her husband. Unless you're Chris Pine. Uh, Chris Pine, right? <laughs> That's a joke from the Wonder Woman movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'd be like like that. We don't that, we um, don't endorse rape on below the belt. That's yeah. for sure. Do not what's endorse. That, what's that, what's that um, John and Kate plus eight or whatever? Like that's how I'd be. Okay, with Gal Gadot. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like kids, but no. I well, I mean, you could protect. Well, yeah, no, that's a different story. Okay, that's neither here nor there. Neither well, here nor there. Neither here nor there. Anyways, <laughs> birthdays closing out the next show. <laughs> Speaking of life, George Miller, Mad Max is 76. Happy birthday. Um, Robert Gossett of The Closer, 67. Miranda Richardson, 63. Um, rapper Tone Loke, 55. Tone Loke? Is how Tone Loke is 55. I swear to God, he was 55 when that song came out. Wow, <laughs> 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 like, 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 thing. Yeah. He sounded like he was 80. You're right, he did. Yeah. He did. Funky Cole Medina. <laughs> really? That's 55. shocking. Julie Bowen. He's a voice of a 20-year-old. Exactly. <laughs> uh, 
Modern Family's Julie Bowen. She's from Maryland originally. She's from Towson uh, area. Fifty one. Oh. Um, from Towson, who are successful. And didn't you mention David Faustino or, or Married with Children? He is forty seven today. David Faustino. Yeah, yeah, married with grandchildren. And we were lucky to have David Faustino yeah. a while back. God damn, we had some big names on this fucking show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jessica Beale is thirty nine today. Oh, oh where's wow. she been? Yeah, can you believe that? She's been making like, babies with Justin. That's what she's been. Yeah. How like is her. their relationship? Wait. Justin they're making babies. Yeah, they, yeah, they are right. making babies. Yeah, yeah. Like her, her and Alba, when they came out, the two Jessicas. Oh, the two Jessicas. Oh, I was yeah. all about the two Jessicas. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Camila Cabello, 24. The um, the most popular uh, member of that girl group that uh, that made it on her own, so... Congrats to her. She, she that was bullied. the best, but still was the best. That was a career. That was the best career move she made. Was was um, yeah. what was the name of her girl group? Harmony. Uh, Fifth Harmony. Fifth Harmony. Fifth yeah. Harmony. Oh. Yeah. And she's actually better on her own. I mean. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, certainly the most talented. You know. So, I mean, what are the other girls doing now, right? <laughs> Dude, that's birthdays today, guys. That's that wraps up tonight's show, guys. Uh, all right. Well, wow, what an incredible show, guys. Uh, from top to bottom. From top to bottom, guys. We'd like to thank, of course, the one and only Chachi McFly. Thank King you. See ya. We'd like to thank, of course, Anna B, cosplayer extraordinaire. Ooh. Our Anna special B, Anna guest. B, Anna, Anna B. B. <laughs> our special <laughs> guest, actress, DJ, voiceover artist, Lauren Mayhew of Trollstopia. Great friend of mine. She's amazing. Um, thanks so much, Lauren, for uh, being a guest on Below the Belt show. So tonight with the cool cut, we're ending with Lauren's track, which is called Going Out, which is something we all want to do when the pandemic is over, is go out and party. It will yeah. kind of be like um, the, um, the, the the Roaring Twenties again, you know, with, with the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, with the... Hell, uh, yeah. You know, everyone's got, got this pent up, you know, partying to do and, and just yeah. being out and traveling and just doing all that good stuff. So it's a good song. It's a good, I mean, her song, her song, Boys, was good, too. The song Boys. But, you know, yeah. I would, you know, I wouldn't play it in my car with the windows down or nothing like that. <laughs> going around, like, I like singing. Boys. I like boys. All I like boys. <laughs> but yeah, going out to Cop Track. So Lauren Mayhew, yeah. our guest for tonight. Guys, we will see you. Next week, hey, until what about then. The drunk captain, landing us. And you are absolutely fucking correct. And Big Nick, I apologize greatly. No love. The one <laughs> only flying. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We're about to crash. <laughs> <laughs> because Al Soto forgot to mention me landing the plane. No down. worries, man. No worries. We've been in the air for a whole, the whole week and run out of gas. Oh, and sparkles. Yes. And sparkles and was there too. Sprinkles. Yeah. Sprinkles. 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 I thought it was sparkles. <laughs> another another man, be sparkly. manly name for a cat. Yeah. Well, fun, guys. Great show. Thanks for landing the plane safely, Captain. Yes. Thanks so much, Anna <laughs> B. Crash and burn. Yeah. Chat your fly the king of the 80s. Lauren Mayhew. I'm Al Celebrity Soda. We'll see you guys next week. Until then. Peace. <laughs>
Let's not get in weird Bring the bottle in the car Little drink before the bar You best have five bad men Cause you just let us ride in Now baby, what's our plan? I think it's heat in the beach Right in your face, one taste DJ Let our record spin been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying. Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.